and welcome to the Filipino Garage, sharing creativity and culture for the world. This is Kuyo Chris, and today's guest is Mark Escobar. He's a fourth-year political science major at UC Berkeley, a journalist, poet, and drummer. Uh, this episode, we talk about his background, his love for music, and the transition from community college to UC Berkeley, where he's currently at. The conversation starts off with more of a logistical background, where he was born, how he got into music, school, uh, community college, and the lessons he learned, and the struggles he faced when he first transferred into UC Berkeley. Then we get into some more reflective, simp boy stuff in the end, where we talk about emotions, authenticity, where he kind of breaks down a little bit of his view on love and masculinity and you know we chop it up we have a good time he shares three of his poems as well and it's a good vibe overall so please take a listen let me know what parts stand out to you uh comment on the filipino garage on instagram or on the web page please also rate and review on itunes follow on spotify every single comment every single piece of input message dm that i get i really appreciate it especially if there's feedback about the podcast and i really take it into account you'll be seeing some more changes in the next month over the next few weeks so hopefully you vibe with it side note there's about a minute of funky audio around five minutes into the podcast but for the rest of the episode the audio was perfect i appreciate y'all thanks for listening and here is mark escobar there was this one time i did a podcast and then it was like two hours in and I realized this shit wasn't recording. I was like, oh my God, but at least this one was recording. Oh, that fucked me up so bad. I was like, what the fuck? Basic. Well, welcome to the Filipino Garage, Mr. Mark Escobar. Thank you for having me, Kuya. Pablo, is that you? Related? I'd be rich by now. <laughs> <laughs> Could you please share with us a little piece that you have for us? Yeah, sure. So um, I used to do poetry. Well, uh. I kind of stopped. Um, I did it mostly during um, CC. Um, a lot, or actually the most, if not all, during CC. Uh. You know, because um, CC was a very reflective time. Yeah. Where'd you go to CC? Skyline College. Skyline represent. College, baby. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. So um, this is one of like my very first poem so very short one of the first one is very short um it's when like i had like a bit of like um an identity crisis mm. i didn't know who i was um move the mic a little bit uh, up so sure. you're not there you go yeah for sure cool Good. all right um this is called um 24601 if you get Two, the reference four, six, oh, one. you're the real one but all right who am i all i have is a name where is my identity for the sake of serenity? Search for a remedy for this crisis and calamity. Who am I? Such that I lie and try to deny just to get by, only to let out a sigh. Look in the eye, begin to cry, tears of whiskey and rye, singing this will be the day I die. Huh. Exhaling nature, smoked in green dye, to ascend high, asking why. With the help of those above the sky, a question money can't buy. Hoping the answer comes easy as pie. Who am I? Ah. Uh. 
yeah. snaps for that why were you going through a why like identity crisis you feel like what was the feeling and all that because like you know wait this was what 2017 2016 yeah because okay. 15 i graduated um high school uh. westmore Damn, shout out, shout shout out, out Westmore, shout Daily out. City. Today we represent in Daily City. Let's yeah. go. So I, you know, I graduated high school and uh -huh. I went to CC, um, you know, for financial reasons and um, for the fact that I didn't know what I wanted to do. Okay, after. CC also community college. For yeah, folks. community okay. college. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't know what I wanted to do after high school. So I went to CC, Skyline. And then I don't know. I just didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know who I was. And, you know, overall, like, I was just lost. Uh. And then, you know, I, you know, resorted to poetry. Uh. And I was Did just, you ever write poetry in high school? No, no. Uh. Here you go. Um, I was just like, you know what? Like, I like to rhyme. You know, like I was, I, I'm a, I'm a huge like fan of like hip hop and all that. Uh. And so just like, you know what? I'll just like make things rhyme and hopefully it'll make sense. Cause you're also a musician. Cause <laughs> I think I first saw you at an open mic that yes. we had here in Daly City at the Liwana Cultural Center. You came through with um, Ezekiel. Yes, Ezekiel, and there's another homie. Um, I forgot who it was, but um, you were doing drums, yes, right on yeah. the cajon. Cajon, yeah. And then there was, yeah, there was another homie. I think he might have been on the guitar or singing. Also. That, yeah, that was our um, guitarist, uh, Ray. Right, Ray, yeah. Ray. So you did a lot of music in high school, right? Yes, yes. You were part of the band, were you? Yes. So in band or in in high school, I was a huge band geek. Oh. Even in middle school too. So a little backstory. So. In the Philippines, I went there in 2006, right? And because my Lolo died. Um, when I was there, my Lolo died. And then when I was there, like my Tito, my uncle, he was a, he was a um, former drummer in the Philippines. He had his own band. And then um, he was like, hey, he had a drum set at home. He's like, hey, do you want to learn how to play? And I was just like, sure like why not like you know um i don't know how to play any other instrument so i was just like oh, i'll just play the drums and then <laughs> he um he just taught me how to play you know basic you know four four beat rock beat and you know i was just like how old were you 2006 so yeah. you were like seven seven eight? yeah eight so from then on like damn you young when yeah. were you born 1990 97 damn so someone of a 90s baby damn late 90s late 90s how old are you now 20 dosi dose i'm 22 Ooh, damn. yeah so you know he inspired me to play the drums he taught me the basics and you know mi middle school came and i joined band uh. i you know percussion so I, I learned the basics of like the snare drum, all that, bass drum, you know, all the other percussion instruments. And then seventh grade, I sucked. <laughs> and then eighth grade, that's when I like, I like, you know, prove myself, you know, like, let's, I, I'm serious about it. Yeah. At the same time, like I was doing a little bit of basketball here and there because, you know, uh -huh. Filipinos love basketball. 
fast. <laughs> but I, I was okay. <laughs> we don't go there. <laughs> but yeah, basically, you know, sport um, sports was like my second um, nature, but definitely music was like uh. my first like passion. And then um, so you did drums all throughout high school. Yeah, like yeah. So, yeah, so middle school, I was in jazz band and all that. And then when I went to high school, um, I joined symphonic band in, at Westmore High School. And then um, I loved it. I loved being in band. I loved being in percussion, learning all these other instruments mm. um, in this section. And then... Um, too bad we didn't bring an electronic drum kit. Do you have one? It's locked away in storage. Ah. Like, yeah, that's why I don't... Yeah. We'll have to have another session. Yeah. Because uh, I had the homie uh, Miko Magalong here. He's also a drummer. And then mm. we set up his uh, little electronic drum kit over oh. here and then he did like a little freestyle and yeah everything. yeah next time next yeah, session for sure for sure because i actually just to kind of jump around a little bit and but to stay on the topic of drumming you ended up being the drummer for last year's uh filipino cultural night at uc berkeley yeah. and that was kind of a a surprise to see you drum because like uh, for the first semester you, you kept it kind of low-key you didn't really talk about drumming and all that stuff and then if i remember right we had a conversation that you kind of stepped away from music and drumming when yeah. you were at community college yes um because you know cc like i wanted to um redeem myself i wanted to like you know prove myself academically because in high school i was just all about band right band geek for all four years <laughs> you know <laughs> drumline captain you know I oh he did drumline yeah oh, shit. um so in drumline is it all snare snare bass and, drum uh, bass tenor drum. um auxiliary uh, yeah what was your specialty the snare. Oh. <laughs> yeah. uh, so can you do like the and then the, the, the stick flips, flips? Yeah, back in the day. Back now, in the day. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay. Give me, uh, you know, I need a practice pad. And uh, yeah. Were you a fan of the drumline movie? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I love, you know, I, I love like watching like drumline um, videos on YouTube. Oh. Like, like learning like cadences, like the pieces. And um, yeah, it was a great run. And then, you know, I was, um, I did musical theater. I was in the pit, the drum, the, I was a pit drummer oh. for musical theater all, all four years. Oh, at Westmore. Yeah. So that's why I like, like not all the people notice, but like, I love like musicals because of I being, did those musicals, uh, you know, I did the drums. There, is there only one drummer in the pit? Yes. Yeah. And then there's like, you know, the like auxiliary, like, oh. you know. Yeah. Also, cause shout out, Westmore has a really good musical theater oh, program no, yeah. and choir program. Yeah, and great band, singers yeah. great. come out of Westmore. Exactly. Like, and I know some folks who've graduated and even just constantly come back to visit, support, yeah. and all that yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just had a flashback because this one girl that I was into at Skyline, she's a really good singer from Westmore too, and then um, that's the reason why I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, being a pit drummer for musicals, like there's a lot of genres, right? In music, yeah, in musicals yeah. like hip hop. Um, yeah, like In the Heights, we did In the Heights. Um, oh, you I did, did like, In the Heights yeah, at the high school. Lin Manuel Miranda, yeah. Damn. Um, you know, back before, you know, 
the movie you can get the movies coming yeah out, yeah yeah um before hamilton and all that and then we did like miss saigon and then we did um west side story and then like um les mis damn y'all hit the big <laughs> ones in those four years yeah. miss saigon les mis and west side story yeah, the, yeah. bro you know I gotta admit, I'm also a big fan of musical theater oh. because my sister was so into it. Uh, and yeah. then she she didn't make me do theater in high school, but like it was because she was doing it. I was like, Christian, do it also. Yeah. So I've loved Le Mis also, yeah. and I wished I could sing high so I could <laughs> sing the lead. The, the or sing low. <laughs> or sing low for the stars, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's where I was. I could sing low mm. before. Yeah. Uh, but it's... It's cool to see the storytelling of musicals. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Because versus classic songs, uh, I mean, like the standard songs where it follows the verse, exactly. chorus, verse, like mm -hmm. that, there's a, another level of theatrics, yeah. right? In musical theater. Yeah. And I guess it gave you another sense of appreciation. For music right? in general, um, you know, like it exposed me to like these genres and just like you know these like musical terms and everything and just like the fast-paced environment of like you know because like you're you got you got to be like in sync of course with like the the, uh, the band conductor and like of course like the actors uh. and so like we have like the our music sheet right our booklet and then like you gotta like turn the page really fast and then like play and i like, for example like this one scene like i'm just like playing right and then like you gotta turn the page really fast and then like you know because you don't have no page turner. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And you yeah. got to like do all these things. And Dude, like, you were killing it at PCN. I got to say, it was dope to <laughs> yeah. see you, bro. Yeah. And like to, and everybody vibed off it. People were uh, honestly surprised. They were like, damn, Mark's <laughs> killing it, bro. That was good to see it for you Thank to you. jam with the crew and everything. It was really scary because one, you know, going back to CC, like CC, like I didn't, play the drums at all mm. mostly the cajon because you know my my i just i was just into like academics right i just mm. wanted to mm. focus on academics mm. i was working like part-time to like support like my education and you know doing internship and all that and i didn't have time for music you know uh. and it's just kind of so take me take me back to that cc time let's let's get into like the cc experience like why did you go into Skyline? Yeah. Like, what was that initial thought? So, like, at first, like, I didn't know what I wanted to do, right? Um, and second, like, financial, like, it's it's a lot of money, you know. Universities, wherever you go, CSU, UC, private, like, a lot of money. Um, but mostly, I didn't know what I wanted to do. My parents wanted me to do law. Mm and uh, there's still that like talk yeah there's that, that they ain't ever going away bro yeah 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 <laughs> so i was just like my mom still want me to be a doctor exactly. bro <laughs> <laughs> Philippine or you know but i you know i went to skyline you know and i spent three years there because my first year i was just like kind of teeter-tottering between like what do i want to do do i want to do this or that do i still want to pursue like law or whatever mm. Um, I joined. Uh, I gotta give a shout out to. It's a, a learning community. You know how like like how Skyline has like Cuba Bay and KLC. Yeah, yeah. I was in um, a learning community called First Year Experience FYE. Oh shout yeah. Shout out FYE. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, shout out to my wonderful professors. Um, my English professor Jared, Mr. Jared Finer, and my math prof professor Young Choi. 
both of y'all like they believed in me because i didn't believe in myself uh. you know like i didn't believe in my capabilities my you know everything about me like why do you think so is it because you didn't do well in high school i was very subpar in high school i wasn't the worst in high school i wasn't the best like i just focused on like extracurriculars like Mm. band you know but and then like now like trying to focus like academically like i didn't think i was like enough academically but where was that shift when did you have that shift of like damn i gotta focus on academics was it because of a talk with your parents or something or why why were you so extracurricular in high school but then that shift into like let me get into the academics i think more so like it didn't come from me but like when my english professor mr jared finer like like he saw my work because like you know essays right for english he saw my work and was like yo man like this is some serious stuff like you know you're you're smart oh so he had like a talk with you yeah yeah like because like i used to like um you know uh talk to him after class because like you know i got interested in like in like you know his books that we were reading and everything and his teachings and i was just like yo like damn like you believe in me like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like like you know of course like my parents believed in me and everyone yeah, else yeah, but yeah. like in my head i was just like you know no one believed in me and like i didn't believe in myself but he did and i was just like damn like i'm i can be something much more than you know what i was back mm, then mm, mm. and from then on like i took like academics seriously like you know i went to like my professor's office hours like all of mm, them mm, you know and mm-hmm. like like asking for help you know like just or just talking to them in general and like about the about the subject you know i had work right like part-time um and that was stressful too but like just that like grind that motivation and that grit Mm -hmm. i developed a sense of like grit Mm. during my time at cc isn't it a trip how invested some professors at cc can be into your education exactly and your growth like for some reason uh i grew up with the stigma of cc being a place not to excel really it's just like oh you're just going to community college and honestly when i was working at westmore at an after school college success class Kapitiran, there was still a little bit of that stigma like some people were like uh they still look down on community college it shifted because of some of the initiatives that um were started out in westmore to kind of shift that but there's still that stigma but then once i got to cc and i've met some of the professors in comparison to once i got into like a bigger university i'm like damn these professors are awesome they're at cc because they want to teach and they enjoy teaching and then they get invested in seeing your growth right it's totally different from the stigmatized notions and the stereotypes of like oh just going to cc as another place like as an extended high school like mm-hmm. that right yeah. so it's dope to hear that like a shift happened because of a professor's investment in you yeah and it just takes like one person mm. literally like from then on like he he was like yo like um of course you know um what's it called uh the TA um, teaching assistant in the, the, the SLC the um, SI SI ah uh, supplemental yeah, instructor yeah he was like like you want to be an SI for my class I was like sure oh. <laughs> so and then so for 
two semesters I was uh, an SI. SI, and then yeah. so what, what, you helped grade papers? No, or? not grade, but just like helped like, you know, like understand like difficult concepts, like hold uh, like um, review sessions uh, after class or, you know, whenever you have time. Yeah, and just um, sitting in the class, if, you know, if they need help and everything. So, you know, big shout out because honestly, I wouldn't be here if it weren't for like his like, you know. So that kind of sparked your love for writing and your like yeah. more or more investment into yeah. like or acknowledgement that you write well things like that kind of, yeah kind of more so just like more so like yeah that but like more so like my just like my drive like my academic mm-hmm. drive um okay so you went from skyline and then you transferred into uc berkeley yeah right that's trip. where i got to know you a little bit more yeah right did we we never really hung out before you got into berkeley right like i no. don't remember yeah, i just remember we just met at that the, at that open mic open right mic. and then but i've never seen you when we we overlapped for a year at sky at skyline i, I think. never yeah i think but I never, we uh, yeah we never ran yeah. into each other because you weren't part of klc no uh but you were doing the first year experience is yeah. that only one year the first year experience um so um i don't know how yeah so like it's designed for um folks that are like like I thought, they're, I thought you're their first year, you know, in in college, or like those coming back. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. okay. So there's no like, it's very like general, like. Uh, yeah. Oh, cool, yeah. cool. And there's a, like a set of classes. Yeah, that yeah, are a set of classes. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's a. I love the system that they yeah. have at Skyline. Effective. Where yeah, you're you're taking these classes within a learning community, but then all the majority of those classes are like transferable, mm-hmm. right, to UC and yeah. all that. So you transferred into UC Berkeley for what major? Political science. Ah, <laughs> lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, you know, my parents wanted me to do pre-law, and I was like, you know what? I'll just do poli sci, you know, and then. I was just like, maybe I'll go into the public policy sector because um, I, I interned um, for the county, San Mateo County. Oh, yeah, yeah for, for under David Canepa, right? Yeah, yeah, the Chicago. Uh. Yeah. Shout out Kelly for getting me that internship. <laughs> <laughs> She's the homegirl. Yeah, and then you transferred in with a few folks from Skyline. If yeah. I remember right, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Ke- is Kelly from Skyline? Yeah. And then there was another dude, I think. The tall dude, or is he not from? Oh no, he's not. He's not from. Uh, but he's a transfer. Yeah, he's a transfer. Remember, yeah, right, right. Yeah. So you transferred in. This is twenty eighteen mm-hmm. school year, Fall, right? Yeah. How was that transition going from? And got a shout out your Bay Area. You went from Westmore, to then to Skyline, skyline UC Berkeley, UC, staying hey, in the Bay. Hey, okay. I was gonna go to UCLA. Uh, but what made you decide? <laughs> <laughs> no, I got a pl- uh, transfer weekend. Transfer weekend, baby. Shout out, pass. Shout out, pass. Um, and that's where I also like. Oh got yeah, to know you that's and where we saw my you predecessor know. Lorraine. Uh huh. Shout out Lorraine. Shout out Lorraine. <laughs> so transfer weekend. Give context. Why don't you tell people what transfer weekend? So shameless plug, but um, <laughs> <laughs> transfer weekend um, is a two day, three day, two night. Um, you know, yield. Um, trip uh, so for folks that got accepted to UC Berkeley um, um, was uh, I'm like blanking out right here um, to visit campus you know visit Cal um, under the Bridges Multicultural uh, Coalition um, to like just see what Cal is about you know to see to see people like you know that look like us you know that look similar like us and have the same like you know similar narratives as us um, and just you know 
have fun and see what Cal's like, you know, and uh, I'm gonna, you know, help, you know, facilitate and um, prepare for Bridges um, transfer weekend. For this year. Yeah, because uh. I'm also past the past transfer recruitment. Yeah, so full circle. Coordinator. Man, I'm trying to, I don't know if my memory is bad, but I'm like trying to think back to that transfer weekend. This is in 2019, right? No, 18. Y- 2018 when i participated oh yeah so this is the spring of 2018 right Mm -hmm. the first part Mm -hmm. of so basically two years ago and then i remember we got y'all jollibee right y'all thought it was gonna be balut right and then we were in the oh you know what i remember I, this was when i was like these movies really you drove over there yeah, right yeah, and i was like yeah. and then so they provide a, mm-hmm. hotel room, a hotel room and then yeah. i was thinking this fool really bought alcohol <laughs> oh. <laughs> i was like damn y'all really just want to enjoy your weekend here <laughs> because y'all can drive and y'all can get that stuff and then i fr- did we drink in the room yeah I yeah i don't remember no we I don't did we rem- did I don't yeah. remember actually yeah. um damn my memory's kind of yeah. funky we even went on a, on an sf trip I don't think you were there. I but. don't think I went there. Yeah. yeah, that night I didn't go. Um, but then I think I just helped with like a lot of the on-campus tour yeah. type stuff. Like the, oh, the one that I remember was the, the little breakout session on the grass, right? And then we were linking people oh, yeah. up yeah. to like little yeah. Kuya mm-hmm. stuff. Who's your transfer? Uh, uh, my transfer author is Katrina. Katrina. Yeah. There you go. I remember. And then who was your little sib? During the Raph. Raph and that became your sim. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Under Hush. my Kuya here. <laughs> okay, so we have like the at the Kuya program. Shout out. There. You're my adding in um the the line. <laughs> I got the transfers. Exactly. Um so how is that transition? Let's let's go to the let's break down yeah. this transition so, from from community college to UC Berkeley. Yeah. So community college, um, only child, right? My parents are like, oh, you're leaving. And then yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. know, but I'm just like, like I've, I've been like away from like my parents for like my whole life. Cause a little backstory, like when I was like around like one, my, my parents left me in the Philippines. What? Yeah. So to, for my, to, um, and to, so like my my Lola was taking care of me and like my Lola until time, until um no not just kidding not one I was like just kidding you said <laughs> three sorry three uh-huh. so like, you were born here no in the Philippines you were born in the Philippines yeah oh yeah oh what came, the fuck I, I didn't yeah, know that yeah in Laguna in the province. oh yeah. and then and I came here so like my mom my like I was born there and then my mom um left me in the Philippines with my Lola and Lolo. Um, and she went here for um, six months to like you know because of like um, the papers and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like complications with the papers. Wait, so were your parents already citizens here? Um, my dad. Your dad was. And then like he was like petitioning my mom. How did they meet? You know. Um, in the Philippines, like in the, they were in um, like the public sector together. Oh, working in yeah. the, like public sector. Yeah, my oh. mom was in the DPWH, the Department Works of Public Department. Department of Public Works and Highways. Oh, and then your dad was... Like, he was in, like, government. 
But he was a U.S. citizen. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. interesting. And then so your mom came, and then you were there at like three with your yeah, Lola. And, yeah, for like just like six months, and mm. then she came back and got me, and then we and then we um lived in San Diego, National City. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot. You're you spent some time in San Diego, San Diego. until um like ten years of my or technically like nine because. I went back to the Philippines in 2006 because my Lolo died, right? Yeah. And then that's when I learned how to play the drums. Uh-huh. And then I was like, yo, like, I love the Philippines. I'm not gonna, I don't wanna go back to America. So literally, my mom was like, okay, so what are you gonna do? Like, if you're gonna stay here, you're gonna have to go to school here. And I was like, all right, bet. <laughs> oh, so you went to school yes. in the Philippines? Yeah. So from 2006 to seven, I did, I spent my fifth, fifth grade there. And uh. that's when I learned Tagalog. Oh, so you learned it when you were there. Yeah, yeah. Ah, so you did. Your parents didn't speak to you in Tagalog. They did. Oh, yeah, but but I didn't like learn. You know, I didn't uh, know how to speak until like I stayed there for a year. Ah, and then after that, you came back here. Yeah, San Diego still. San Diego, yeah. And then when did y'all move up to Daly City? Two thousand eight. For for why why? Um, my parents both found a job here. Oh, Seaton. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, um, uh, like, from then on, like, you know. What middle school did you go to? Ben Franklin. Ben Franklin. And then like, Westmore. Yeah. But okay. I went to Westlake Elementary for the sixth grade. It's like uh, hidden. hidden. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, Pipeline, Westlake, Ben Franklin, Westmore, Westmore Skyline. Skyline. All Bay Area. All Bay Area. <laughs> <laughs> you got to rep the Bay. So, you got some time in San Diego, though. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do yeah. you still remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I uh, used to go to like um like the baseball games, like Padres games. Uh, um, football games were too expensive. My sticker doing. is somewhere in Seafood City there. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, in, in National, National City? City? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 like they got big. Like, they got bigger. big. Yeah, it's yeah. big. It's that, big. That, that, that pause in general. The whole plaza. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. With the bust of a Serizal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was like, damn, this is really Filipino. Y'all got a fucking bust. Yeah, I of used, I used to just walk that, you know. Oh, like, so y'all were close. Really yeah. close, yeah. Oh, I live like three blocks, two blocks away. Yeah. Okay, okay. So you got a wide range. I did not know you were born in the Philippines. Yeah. And then the, you spent time there going to school and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. And then so once you... Do you think that's how you kind of got like your connection more so to like a Filipino culture when you spent Yeah, because, you know, National City, it's like all Filipinos and Mexicans, right? Oh. And then you move to Daily City, it's the, yeah. you know, Filipinos. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, but definitely I was, as they say, like colonized. <laughs> <laughs> Colonial mentality. Exactly, right? yeah. Why um, do you say that? Why do you say like I remember I was in I was in San Diego, right? And then I was in the car. I kid you not, like my parents were playing like this OPM song and then and, and then I was like, you know, mom, I'm I'm an American. <laughs> I was like, I'm not Filipino and I was like I was young, uh-huh. you know. And now I'm just like, you know, dang, like I sounded very like ignorant, but like I, I, I meant what I said back when I was a kid, yeah, you know, yeah. cause it's like, I grew up in America. Yeah. I grew up, you know, in, you know, Western like culture, civilization, you know, and I wasn't in, in touch with like, you know, my culture. And this was before like I went to the Philippines in 06. Yeah. Yeah. 
But even after coming back, Damn, you were young and yeah, you were saying, ex- "I'm an American." Exactly, and even after I came back, you know, um, in '06 or '07, um, I was I was still you know in that like, "Oh, I'm an American" like mentality. Yeah. But it wasn't really until you know CC taking ethnic studies classes mm. where like I learned like you know how to decolonize myself, mm, and mm. I'm still in that process. But definitely, I'm like much more you know ahead of you know then of course like when i was back, mm. back did you take rod's class yeah ah took two of his classes yeah yeah the history one history and the and sociology shout out rod <laughs> dude that's actually one of the classes that shifted me too because i uh visited his class to do a presentation about Laya, which was the community org that I was in and community organizing. And then he uh, said something about how all mass movements and revolutionary movements have started from the bottom Mm -hmm. and it was always bottom up it was never from the top down change has never come from the top down Um, and then I was like, huh, this guy seems cool. And then I looked at the class. I was like, this is a Filipino class? Yeah. And then coming from a spot in LA where there's not a lot of Filipinos and the, I wasn't, I don't remember any form of ethnic studies around me, even if the whole community was fucking ethnic, right? A lot of uh, Latinos, uh, Chinese, Vietnamese, right? But there was never these uh, conversations about ethnic studies right and exactly. so when i saw that, i was like damn i want to take this class and i wasn't even planning on finishing a degree or nothing mm-hmm. i the first semester i went to skyline i was just like let me take the filipino classes exactly. it was just rod's class and um i think another one was being taught by uh, for, uh, paul bollock another uh teacher and then liza's class liza. um and it was all the filipino ones and then in those classes i was like damn i gotta finish my school and do exactly. shit because of the books that were in exactly um rod's class yeah, like right from um dr lenny strobel yes that's the then, book that exactly shifted it, i still bro. have mm-hmm, i still have that book and then um ejr david of course yes. and then um um dr mabalan r.i.p um and yeah like you know really changed my life mm. um you know in terms of like how i perceive like my identity as mm. you know a filipino american um and just like myself Mm. you know and like so much history and so much like critical like you know issues that you know from the from the philippines that they face and from like the issues that we face here Mm. i learned a lot and i owe it a lot to rod too yeah how did that shift your experience or goals in academia right yeah, with yeah. with now you're going into political science going yeah. into berkeley because you had it in cc yeah and then this idea of like go into law go into law but did it shift you in oh. any way yes yes um so you know my parents want me to do law right and i was just like all right maybe i'll be a you know a brown lawyer you know <laughs> 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 you know like you know help those in need you know yeah, fuck, yeah, yeah. fuck corporations yeah, you know yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. but i was just like man like i don't know if laws for me you know like uh-huh. you know just you just kind of get the feeling you know some like sometimes like something's not just for you, you yeah know? yeah and then maybe i was just like all right maybe i'll go in like the public sector you know do some policy work you know like probably go into education you know or 
whatever but then i was just like uh nine to five job sitting down like i don't know uh, and then uh, big reveal like you know i i was just like i had this idea i was like you know what i can change the world somehow else uh, i can change the world not by being a lawyer not by like doing policy work or maybe i can change the world by like writing uh, and so i was just like hmm what am i gonna do so like like late spring semester right last last spring semester 2018 2018 i was like what if i do like journalism uh, i was like that's like writing i was like oh yeah like you know just you know write stories that tell the truth nothing but the truth right and like hopefully tell stories about like coming from like you know people like us you know from their perspective and everything um and so i looked into berkeley's like um journalism program and they don't have a major and so i was like damn but they have a minor uh. offered in the summer uh. and i was like do i really want to like you know spend my summer at berkeley and spend all this money you know and i was like you know what you're only here for two years fuck it yeah just just do it yeah and that was one of the best things i've ever done in my whole life was take the summer the whole summer minor five classes you know spent a lot of money but it was worth it and Mm. the memories that i made over the summer if you know you know (laughs) that's all i gotta know but summer was such a trip (laughs) was one of the most i grew so much as a person Uh. like academically of course and like Uh. you know personally just the growth and so now you're really locked in into pursuing journalism yeah <laughs> that was like, that was uh-huh. like a, yeah <laughs> um so i did the minor right and then you know classes can only take you you know so far right so you gotta like apply it right so i was just like we have a newspaper uh-huh. the daily californian the daily californian uh-huh. daily city daily, baby. do you see it all comes full circle so you know um you know i was like i'll apply you know like just just if if you don't get in then you don't get in but if you do you do so i applied the process was really hard it was like an interview and then like a test and another a test yeah like a news test a news test what yeah. are they asking in the news test it's like it's like i don't know if i can like really like you know because okay, you know for okay. future applicants yeah. you know but <laughs> To prepare you for like real life journal journalism, uh, to uh, like you know what it's what it's like to be a journalist, uh, you know, in like a real life situation. Uh, so like they test you on that. But I got in as a as a news reporter. So, um, man, being a journalist is hard work. Really, it's it it takes up so much of your time. So, so like my first semester, I was just a general assignment reporter, right? So. Uh, my editors give me like you know assignments you know like the day the day before right and then so you get the assignment whatever it is and then right then and there once they send like your your assignment you gotta like contact your sources asap you know the people that you want that you want to be in your story so like you have to like you know like they provide you like your sources but sometimes you gotta go like above and beyond so you said they give you this story that day it's the, before it's the, due the night before the night before the night before yeah, your work day to sum, yeah submit it. so you have like work days like the day that you work on your, uh, your article so they send it the night before 
Oh. Yeah, and so like once they send it, you gotta like send emails, you know, to your sources and everything, so like they can like get back to you for either as like for like an interview or for a call or email, or whatever. And then like your work day, which is the next day, that's when you know all systems go. And the then when <laughs> when is it due that during that work day? Five p.m. So like, what know, what 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 time do they send you the? The, the assignment, assignment yeah, the night before uh usually like 9 p.m like 8 7 what 8 9 Damn, yeah this is this sounds like a good job for procrastinators because they they're good at doing it last minute <laughs> damn that's hella last and, uh, minute it's a lot of stories though it's a lot it's you know because of course like the city of berkeley is big and the university is big right and there's so much stories to to um to to write about and so much uh to you know distribute to mm -hmm. other reporters so and they're very busy like i gotta give props to my editors because like it's um it's a really journalism is a being a journalist is really hard very t it's, it's very time consuming because yeah like so, like you start your day you know you wake up early you know eight nine you start right and by and mind you we're students too so we have classes mm -hmm. so like you know it, you have to work around your schedule you know you you gotta you know Everything's all about time management, you know. Um, you can't. You, you hopefully your sources get back to you, like saying, "Oh, I'm available at this time to call" or whatever. But sometimes you're like, "Oh, I have class at that time, so can you call at this time?" Or like, you know, they send an email. It's just uh, talking to sources is just something else, and getting getting your sources is something else, mm -hmm. you know. And you know, just that itself is such a challenging task. At the same time, juggling like you know your schoolwork going to class and or if you have like meetings to go to right or yourself to attend to right like sometimes like i forget to eat <laughs> or i forget to like drink water or something mm -hmm. or like i'm just so focused on like the story because mm. one thing i have to take out from like journalism is like once once you get your story or once you have a story like you're consumed by it mm. like you're just like you want to produce you know the best possible story out there and like you want to get the best you know sources you know you know quality over quantity you know mm, mm. you want to get like the best quotes and you want to ask like you know the questions that that you know you want them to answer and like it consumes you mm. like sometimes and this goes for all the like because i i talked to like multiple people in the newsroom and it's all the same sentiment like in class, like sometimes we're working on story on a story in class, because <laughs> you know our our deadline's at five, right? Yeah, five p.m. Yeah. Like last semester, like I had a class from four to five thirty. Uh, so you had to get it in during Some, class. Yeah, and sometimes like I don't even go to class. <laughs> oh my god, that does not sound good. <laughs> it's because you're so like just, just so consumed in the uh, story, and like, you enjoy the process. Yeah. Like, uh. at the end of the day, when... Um, so, okay. So, you know, you, your story's done by five. And then, like, your edit, you send your... You're, you're always in constant, like, text text uh, with your editor. Mm. Like, they ask you, like, oh, did, did this person, like, reach back to you? Or did you call this person? Is this... How's the story going? Like, always updates, updates, updates. And, of course, How like... How many editors are there in DC? So, there's, like, three assistant um, editors and then two main ones. The one university editor and one, like... Um, Berkeley Berkeley yeah. and then there's like the editor-in-chief and all that mm -hmm. yeah so 
um i get edited by like the three uh, the five of them the three assistant and the two editors mm. um but yeah like and you know they're very like you know like punctual with everything and they have to because like when one person is late the whole paper is late mm. and i can't and, you know as much as you want to like extend or like you know or you feel bad like not having your story done in time like you gotta understand like you know it's like you know one person falls we all fall have, you ever, suck. <laughs> have you ever been late for the story no uh, <laughs> ah, interesting yeah. and then so so that was your first semester but now no. i think you've gotten yeah. a position yeah i right? got i got promoted to a beat reporter a lead beat reporter um so a beat reporter is you get your specialization in like one particular topic mm. so like you can specialize in like local government like going to city council meetings or like local businesses whatever or the school so my beat is rice and diversity mm. um you know i get to form like long-term stories of you know about you know marginalized you know the issues that marginalized communities face in the city within the city of berkeley and within the university so for example um if y'all don't know so um last year um a big, big inspiration, and I mentor, as I say, uh, mm. Francesca mm-hmm. Munsayak. She did a great piece. Great piece, and you were in it. Yeah, I read, yeah, I read yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, she interviewed you. Yep, yep. But definitely, she's the uh, inspiration for why I wanted to take that beat because she was also in that beat. Huh. She was one that that. When you when you're in that beat, do you have um, a certain interval of how many pieces you have to do a week or a month? Like um. That? So the the procedure is so I do. Um, like until we get like the new hires, the new GA writers, um, in the beginning I do two like daily stories. Two daily? Yeah. Every day? So two dailies, like two, um, a week. Oh, okay. Okay. Two a week. And then one day to focus on like your long term, like big story. Uh, uh, a week. Yeah, so okay. three days. Yeah, so and then three. So you have three work three days. Three work days, and then two of them are the like five p.m. deadline. Yeah, types. and then one is, is a long yeah. term. But then until we hire the the GAs, the new GAs, um, until we get all of them, then I'm gonna just do one mm-hmm. daily, one and then day. two work days to do my long term mm-hmm. story. And then how long? How many uh, weeks do you have for a long term piece? Until I get it done. Uh, and, and, yeah, I I um. I pitched to my my editor. I was like, "Yo, I want to write about like you know, yeah, like I know I already know I know Francesca wrote. She started off with you know with that with that story, but I I want to Filipino yeah, studies. I want to yeah. like continue it or end it. You know, like uh. as like like kind of like my graduating. You know, like." peace uh, kind of like what she did yeah i know you're graduating this year bro <sighs> scary scary isn't it quick is it, i feel like i just got here like a month ago dude it's <laughs> like you only have like five months left basically out and closing off your uc berkeley experience man it's it's as a transfer it's like that's why i that's why i get it like you want to do everything yeah yeah because you only have two years or three yeah how was let's go into that how was your experience in general as a transfer right what was it was like coming into the space what's your general reaction so you know i i got a head start because of course like transfer weekend Uh right i made like dope friends 
met my <laughs> and you know i met like my best friends that i have right now my roommates and uh, transfer trap house shout out shout out, shout out. <laughs> but um definitely um you know going into cal like i already had friends right uh. and then as a transfer like i had this mentality i was like you know just join all these things you know do all these things because you're only here for two years two or three years or more um and i was like you know what yeah like since i was in transfer weekend like i'll just do i'll just do pass so i i interned for you <laughs> transfer <laughs> retention fall tw- fall 2018 2018 yes you did transfer retreat transfer retreat there you go that was really fun, was yep, really fun. Yep. and then you know just doing pass and then i um i joined the fraternity um alpha phi omega See, bro <laughs> service is a service organization um i did my time there made really good friends um and then yeah and then so spring semester that's when i applied to be on past 35 staff mm, mm, mm. for transfer recruitment oh and spring semester i was also uh intern for transfer recruitment were there any initial struggles as a like what was the challenging part as a transfer at first um like coming into a space because at least for me i remember just kind of being intimidated by <clears throat> first the the kind of reputation of cal for of the academic rigor yeah. but also kind of being intimidated that i'm jumping into a space as an a third year in comparison to kind of other third years who've got in a somewhat of a head start at least within the berkeley context like yeah <clears throat> they know what the resources are exactly. they've got their social networks they've got the connections and they know what's going on already while yeah. i'm jumping in there yeah. what, what was it like for you yeah was it similar definitely yeah it was it was challenging but definitely i used my resources and like i did my homework so like mm. i you know searched up online you know um just anything that I needed help with, you know, because I know that it's 50-50, like 50% like help is there, but 50% like I have to do my own part. Mm-hmm. But definitely like, you know, pass, you know, um, my friends, big help and just like, you know, with the transition. Because mm. like I, I made really good friends and like, you know, academically, like I made friends there too um, that, you know, we all did like, you know these like study guys together study groups sessions and everything you had a good apartment too you were in the apartments over at um unit two oh what's the water it's nice it's nice dude the the double is huge yeah it's nice um i got jealous (laughs) i had a good spot though clark kerr is good the rooms are big too far it's far it's far I had good biking though. I think my fitness was good that first year though, because I was biking yeah, all the time. Yeah. Uh, but you had that good spot, right? And so that helped you transition in terms of like being on campus, and yeah. uh, you got the support system. Yeah, know? exactly. Like I'm very like you know grateful that I had like you know these people around me hmm. to like you know guide me. Cause would you would you come home? Would you come back Daily City? You know, I tell it to everyone. It's just like. It's a bar right away. Without traffic, it's like 30 minutes away. Yeah, I don't go home. <laughs> I'm the only child. My parents miss me so much. Oh, my God. My mom's like, you only come home when like you need something. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, 
Sorry, mom. Call him out, Tita. <laughs> Call him out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's just like I, I, I want to go home, but it's just like, like when you're at Berkeley, like you're just so tired, right? Yeah, Monday yeah, to Friday, yeah, yeah. and then like something might be going on Saturday, yeah, yeah. right? Like you know, hang out or whatever, yeah. and then Sunday you're just tired. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. same process. It's just same like same process. Yeah. I want to go home. I do, but it's just, I'm so tired. It's hard. It's um, mm-hmm. like. I remember there were moments where, especially when you're in a coordinator position in these orgs and things, the weekends even get booked out. Exactly. Just for events, retreats, things like that. Mm. Uh, I remember a moment, I think it was the beginning of a spring semester, where it was booked out months in advance. Like, what the fuck is yeah. this? Yeah. Am I some busy motherfucker? Yeah. Like, why is it all like yeah. booked like that yeah. and that's not even all leisure yeah right because i think there is in berkeley a bubble of productivity exactly that you're kind of expected to to live out mm-hmm. because of the competitiveness exactly, of yeah. it it's like so it's almost a badge of honor for some people to be like look how full my google calendar is right exactly i don't think it's the best way exactly. the healthiest and, and, way and you feel bad that mm. like you're like for example like, you're not doing something i'm just like oh i should be doing yeah, something yeah. but like rest is productivity itself yes yes and yes. like it's hard to think that way because yes. like oh i have to do i have to read this then and i have to do this yes i have yes. to like do like emails or whatever like it's it's like you're never just in a constant like just state of rest yes you're always in a constant state of like moving yes like you know because it's like look how f- look how nice my google calendar exactly. is look at the colors exactly because it's like yeah kind of a a low-key way of showing how much you're doing Mm -hmm. right and then it's i mean not everyone's like that but it's kind of become normalized on a larger kind of culture Mm -hmm. for you to be on that level yeah right and the competitiveness of it all and like when i try to like you know like schedule like hangouts with friends like and they're like oh like let's let's switch google calendars and whatever like give me your google uh, calendar and then like i look at their google calendar and there's blocks 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 monday monday to like sunday like the whole seven days yeah yeah and then like they're like only available for like one hour on like one day i'm like (laughs) Like, what are you doing fam (laughs) exactly like is there a block for eating (laughs) for lunch or i don't like you know and it's crazy because like yeah like as I said earlier, like we don't, sometimes I don't, I forget to eat. Sometimes I forget to even drink water or just uh, forget to breathe. Uh, you know, uh, it's just like, we all forget to breathe sometimes. Because uh, you're running and running and exactly. running and running. And like, like stuff is like running in your mind yeah, too. And yeah. just like, what's a trip is I've never had issues with like anxiety or nothing until I went yeah. to Berkeley. Yeah. And then I had that one like panic attack. I was like, what mm-hmm. is going like, on? Yeah. I wasn't even high or nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I was not, I haven't smoked weed. I was not doing nothing. And then my mind just raced and just blanked out in class and then i started being over analytical about my own thoughts and then my heart was racing and i had to get up leave class and like drink water and then it was such a weird kind of break and it was once i reflected on it it was 
the realization that I was not doing the things of self care that I usually do, like journal or even mm-hmm. sleep, mm-hmm. like proper sleep, because I'm like next, 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 mm-hmm. next. Like I didn't have a time to slow down. Yeah. Right. And then I've had conversations with people where they say that just being in that environment, they forget to, like you were saying, take a breath. Mm-hmm. Right. Because of the the overall culture of like you gotta you mm-hmm. gotta drive, you gotta drive and mm-hmm. push, 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 mm-hmm. right? Because you're always in constant comparison. Exactly. Like to other people. Mm-hmm. Even if you're there, you're homies and mm-hmm. it's not like ma- malicious. Yeah. Yeah. But it's still like, oh, I gotta also have my internship. Mm-hmm. I gotta also like be lining up my uh resume mm-hmm. in this way, like mm-hmm. to be up on par. Yeah. Right. And it's crazy because like that's like Berkeley culture or like not just yeah. Berkeley culture, but it's like, you know, when you're in a, an elite, you know, institution like Berkeley, like that stuff happens. And when you go outside of that bubble, there's so much more important things in the <laughs> yes. world. Like I'm serious. Like yes. people are here just to like support their family, like put some food on the table. They're not worrying about like, oh, my next Tesla or something. <laughs> like I, like I'm, like that's crazy. Like, there's more important things out there in the world. Yes, grades and all that and, you know, doing well in school, very much important, very yeah, much. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's just, it's just, there's so much more, yeah, more important things, like more, like, just school, Berkeley school is just not everything, everything. Yeah. yeah you know? Yeah. Like, you get out like you 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 definitely realize that when you get out of that berkeley bubble yeah man it is a bubble it's crazy like it's people talk about the bubble when you're in the bubble it's like (laughs) right we always say that oh we're in the berkeley bubble yeah yeah yeah. like that but then it's so different like leaving Mm -hmm. especially at least after graduating and then like coming back here to daily city and then actually being out and like talking to other professionals who are just out like the teachers i know or working full-time in different avenues different um industries there's a it's a different real life energy that you're like oh you know it's not it's not that that kind of um there's a manufactured system kind of at Berkeley, like you're part of the system. Mm-hmm, exactly. There, you're part of the mechanisms. And then there's certain expectations for you to um, kind of demonstrate your participation in the system, mm-hmm. such as well, how's your LinkedIn, right? How, mm-hmm. What's your intern? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. What's your plan afterwards? Mm-hmm. What are you doing after graduation? And then to have the answer like, already prepared and then what's fucked up is that sometimes when i'm in there i fall into that system by asking those questions like so uh, what are you doing after graduation Mm -hmm. right i become a -hmm. part of the per uh the system in terms of um propagating that Mm -hmm. mentality right Mm -hmm. so it's crazy that that we have that you're in that bubble when you're in it and then you don't really like kind of realize to step out of it yeah right and it's hard it's understandable though right i'm not dissing yeah it's just like that's the environment exactly right yeah of a place where 
you everybody is like oh number one public university yeah. right and so even if it you sometimes say that jokingly you also attach it to some form of identity exactly. right because you people people used to say it for memes right and then people also say it for like yes we're we're yeah. in this institution yeah. Yeah. and then it it kind of continues that yeah. um expectation on yourself yeah and not gonna lie like you know when i when i go home like all i do is rep my gear yeah like, you know yeah. You're, you're proud to be you're proud in touch of it. it yeah you know but at the same time like you're proud. like it's a privilege to be in this university because you know again as everyone says like you know it's not this university it's not made for us right mm. it's a privilege to be in these spaces it's a privilege to you know learn from these you know distinguished professors that are all white but <laughs> anyway <laughs> but it's a privilege in general to receive an education to be in that in that university and you know you just gotta you know make the most out of it by just being you and mm -hmm. just working hard like on yourself mm -hmm. and just like believing in yourself despite all like these factors like the, you know the competitiveness you know like just at the end of the day when if you like do you and you, you know you kind of have you kind of have a, a sense of like what you want to do after mm. even though it's not a lot like you're gonna like go far like um definitely imposter syndrome right mm. did you feel that when oh you got yeah in there? yeah i'm just like at the, i was like when i got my um my uh acceptance letter i was like wait is this the right marcus Cobar? <laughs> like <laughs> you know like at the same time when i was there too i was just like do i belong here mm. like am i really enough for this university mm. you know like am i smart enough am i good enough am i like you know strong enough to you know go through all these you know struggles that we all face as like you know students and it's it's hard like you know as a transfer too like same thing like it, it's hard like it's it's a struggle like berkeley again it's no joke mm. any any university is no joke you know and then this dude did a slight flex by posting his summer grades on his ig with that a a a a a damn slight flex nah, if, if journalism <laughs> had a major then <laughs> i'd do everything all over again <laughs> did you post that on your finsta or was that your main do you post it on the main i like I my close friends <laughs> oh it was a story yeah oh, oh, oh. i don't want to put it out to the whole public <laughs> <laughs> but now we did but, <laughs> thanks Kirk. hey hey you gotta embrace your successes hey. bro embrace it man um, how did you get over that imposter syndrome or if you've gotten over it or how what have you done to kind of mitigate that what has helped um you know i still have you know to some to some degree of imposter syndrome but definitely not as much as before definitely um like the help of like my friends and you know that like are also like in my major too oh, okay. that like know what's up with like you know with our with our major and like you know and just like you know the people around me they're just like yo like we're all doing our own stuff right we're all pursuing different things and like this is your life this mm. is you and like you know you're unique <laughs> mm. you're your own person definitely and you have your diff your own goals and aspirations and you just gotta stick to being you mm. um and just doing you and again like working hard for uh, yourself and for the people you care about like 
you know you're gonna go far even with like this thing that that's saying like oh you don't belong here because that acceptance letter is like real mm, like mm. admissions saw you they read they they read you <laughs> mm. they 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 read your app and they're just like yo like they want you here like it's no joke that you know like people like us are at universities at, at you know like berkeley or whatever you know what was uh trip and somewhat of a bummer was that i only really started feeling at home home like on campus my second year or deep into my second Mm. year almost like almost to the middle of the second year when i've already been enough classes that i see hella people around campus Uh, hey hey i go into different spaces and i'm like oh you're kind of vibing and you you know where your relaxing space Mm -hmm. is your other where you'll study things like that and you know where your circles of support are right but then I was happy I got to that point, but then also sad that I'm like, oh shit, I'm leaving in like less than a semester, right? And then Mm -hmm. to think that, I think that's what kind of got me to analyze also the differences um, in terms of being a four-year student and a transfer, right? Not to talk shit on the four years, right? And there's a lot of four years who support transfers, right? But also just to compare the experience of if you... If I'm able to get this only on my like second year ish, like imagine being able to get that and then still having two and a half more years to consistently build that network of support, mm-hmm. to consistently build the connections, the and take advantage of the resources mm-hmm. on campus mm-hmm. that are sometimes only available while you're on campus, mm-hmm. right? Like there's a bunch of scholarships or competitions that are only available one as a student, mm-hmm. right? And so I think that's why um, me, I'm very invested in talking about the transfer experience to uh, propagate the ideas and the lessons that we learn so that other transfers may be able to uh, maximize their time and to also destigmatize the pipeline from from community college, but also get those folks from community college into the top universities and make the most out of it, too. Right. Because it's. It's a na- it's a it's a complicated path to navigate mm-hmm. that you only learn lessons once you go through it, exactly. and then it's like oh shit I'm graduating yeah. like yeah like you yeah. only have five months <laughs> left bro, <laughs> but yeah I definitely share the same sentiment like you know your first year as a transfer is like that like test run kind of year kind of like you know you're learning everything yeah, you're like yeah. making all these friends and everything to see like you know who who really like you know bugs with you right yeah and, like yeah. You know, and then, you know, fall semester, like you're like a lost fish, lost puppy. And then, you know, spring semester, first year is like, okay, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But definitely, as you said, like the second year, that's when you're like, you know, like you made your friends, hopefully. (laughs) And then like, you know, you're kind of like established, you know, you kind of, you know, you know the campus well, you know where the resources are at. And then that's where you're like, you know, all systems go like, you know. Yeah. But at the same time, it's still hard because it's like you only had that like one year to kind of like you know test everything out yeah and then now like you're graduating you know in that year yeah second year so and then that last year too is hella busy because you've 
you've applied for all the positions Ex- yep. that you could only apply to once you're inside <laughs> exactly. on campus, right? Mm-hmm. So now you're all in these mm-hmm. big positions and you're like, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah. Oh, shit. Instead of mm-hmm. waiting, like, you know, some people have like, oh, I'll do that this year. Or, yeah. I'll do that my junior year yeah. or I'll do that my senior year. Like that, like spacing it out. Mm-hmm. Here you got like, like ram it all in, right? Uh, to work study mm-hmm. or different positions, leadership yeah. things just to end it off strong yeah right but that's part of the process it man is. that's part it of is. the process to learn that's where i learned time management yeah bro but i think after i had days that were full from like 9 a.m to 9 p.m right just for multiple positions meeting after meeting dude berkeley is like meeting land bro <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Like, went to meet went to meet <laughs> and like an hour meeting and just an hour meeting so you can have another hour meeting with another person exactly right so you and it's doable because you're on campus you just go to the next mm-hmm. location mm-hmm. but you don't realize how mm-hmm. like stressful that is it kind is. of to the mind because here once you're back out at least for daily city here i schedule out the meetings and i can do like a two-hour meeting but then that's really a three to four hour because mm-hmm. of the transition time you gotta mm-hmm. drive yeah. to like the cafe here mm-hmm. there you're like all right 5 p.m to 6 <laughs> yeah. 6 to, to 7, 7 7 to, seven to eight. 8 and then maybe 8 to 8 30 is the lunch <laughs> and then fucking have, and then dude people really be putting meetings like 10 to 11 mm-hmm. sometimes because mm-hmm. that's the only time they can <laughs> that they can meet so yeah. it's a trip and yeah. it's it's definitely not sustainable nah. but i think that's why once i graduated there was a moment of like bruh i'm gonna just fucking netflix all <laughs> yeah, exactly. day this is what i i barely watched any netflix when i was at school man Same. because there's like not that much time yeah uh yeah. you gotta like uh multitask by watching netflix while you're at the cafeteria or you're, right? when you're eating too <laughs> you're yeah eating. yeah yep yep yeah but i was told like you know when you're when you're um when you're on your break right lunch dinner whatever like just eat yes yes just eat or and watch and don't do any other stuff you know because yeah, yeah. that's the only time you just can do you that can only you know? time you can eat and, right? yep. and sometimes we're just like damn like but but i have to but you know you know uh, what i actually now thinking about it cherished the time from walking from my dorm to the cafeteria just those were like the quiet times <laughs> of like i'll just put on my headphones put a podcast on and i'm just walking i'm not in a meeting or mm-hmm. nothing and then i'll go eat and i'll just like go into my little shell like no one talk to me while i eat <laughs> right let me just get this done because then yeah. the day ahead mm-hmm. is just Next, exactly. next, 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 and next. And right? then you feel like, you know, if you don't do this, you're like going to be behind. Yes, yes, yes. And yes. the cycle repeats. <laughs> the cycle repeats. Uh, but at least for me, I remember what I did like were the extracurriculars that were not necessarily academic or pro dev right mm-hmm. the what i can think of is pcn pcn right pcn like even just the dance stuff yeah. i remember enjoying it yeah. i enjoying it a lot and appreciating that i was able to participate in something that's it's definitely not on any of my resumes right yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah. it's like it's more for the fun yeah. and the community and for the culture of it too. and yeah. for the culture yeah. right it, and uh it took up more a good amount of time yeah right yeah oh yeah and like nighttime practices practices, i'm like oh fuck it's cold too and we're outside but i think there's something about those that 
it was a space just to not be in that fucking berkeley pro dev academic academic type of environment or vibe right yeah and i think those are important right yeah pcn was fun and like you know you were in it of course and then like raf and yeah yeah like it was it was fun yeah yeah like just being able to see like the dances you know modern cultural jazz and all that and like you know choir and like band like yeah playing you know okay i i don't know if i told people but like i I haven't touched a drum set in like a year <laughs> since PCN. No, no, like before PCN, oh, before they gave me the yeah, opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh-huh. I was just playing like the cojon and stuff, and like, I, it, it was, it was like I was like, okay, this is a big thing. Like, you're <laughs> trusting me. Like, damn. Like, I haven't played in like a year and and more, and then like I'm just gonna get into the groove of things. Like, this yeah. is crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, it, it's it's nice to hear that like I did pretty okay good because like i really got scared like yeah. i was just like yo like i haven't you know played in so long yeah yeah and it's just like oh do i still have rhythm do i still have <laughs> the you know do i still have like that beat you know yeah, or, like yeah, yeah. what if i mess up like a like a fill or something you know yeah. or just it's it's it was it was very like nice to play again uh, yeah to uh. just like cl- like like because when you're in the, when you're in the groove right as a musician you just like close your eyes right and you're just like play like uh. for me like when i when i play the drums and like i'm in a groove or like i'm feeling it like i just like close my eyes mm. yeah and just like play just like you know and then like when you're in sync with like you know your guitarist or you, you know whatever like and everyone's on in sync like it's just all like it's it's all it's all like you know it's it's great is it therapeutic for you yeah yeah not by hitting stuff but <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. yeah but it's very yeah because again like you know academics is super stressful life is just stressful but like when you play an instrument you know especially like you know growing up as a kid that was my passion mm. you know middle school high school you know why do you think it became your why did you get drawn to it Cause my dad sucks at teaching the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I remember. I remember. Really? <laughs> I'm sorry, Dad. Oh I'm sorry. Like, does he play the guitar? Yeah, no, for... he he was really he's good. good. Oh, but he's day, bad he at like... teaching. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I would cry. What? Why was he, he hard was like, on you? On the fourth string, <laughs> on the second string. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my god, where's my sticks? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, dude, honestly, just on a side tangent, I, I think it's really hard for a parent to teach your kids stuff mm. because shout out to my homie at the jujitsu gym, right? I can see the struggle. Like he's good with other kids, mm-hmm. but then when sometimes when he works with his kid, mm-hmm. they listen. But then sometimes if the kid uh, like talks back, it kind of like triggers. Mm. Like and uh, my my homie kind of like starts getting hey da, 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 like that. And it's it's so interesting to see the dynamic of uh, a parent and a kid mm-hmm. in a teaching position mm-hmm. versus when I see them teaching other people's other people. kids, yeah, yeah. right? They're so patient with another <laughs> like, person's yeah, like, kid, okay, okay. right? And like, very, hey, you do this, da da. And then, but when it's their kid, it's like all the patterns mm-hmm. like come back yeah. out, right? Yeah. Either parent-child patterns yeah. or the kid talking back, mm-hmm. and like the expectations of all that. So yeah. I was like, ah, oh, I understand, yeah. I understand. Yeah. So he wasn't that good at teaching you guitar, <laughs> or maybe I'm just not meant to play guitar. I'm just maybe I'm just meant to just hold the sticks. I'm just. <laughs> 
bang ah, on stuff. so you you like gravitated towards the piano i mean the, the, the drums yeah all because of my uh, my tito you know my uncle that's cool that's yeah. interesting and i just fell in love with it like on like there's some days i'm just like you know what if i took music seriously i you know i um because i had a band what if like my band and i like just did all these gigs and stuff and <laughs> i didn't i never went to school to cc and uh. everything not go to berkeley just like be a drummer a musician uh. and then you know there's like there's like these like you know for example like these fun like you know for example like these questions like oh what's your dream job uh-huh. i put a touring drummer uh-huh. <laughs> or like a musical drummer Dude, pit drummer you know people you could still pursue or maintain your drums your music you know like um my sister she's a lawyer full-time professional um and her husband uh is also working full-time designer in a tech company and then they but they both have a band mm. and they perform consistently they actually performed uh, at their wedding mm. and uh, like during their reception it was like a whole mini concert of them mm. and they uh do it amongst their friends and they'll have like practice sessions and they'll have a gig they had one time like a gig at google like for some mini event like that yeah. so it's definitely possible to still maintain yeah maintain your love and participation yeah. in an instrument even if you're working yeah. full-time yeah and all definitely um you know big shout out to you know pcn uh-huh. uh, are that, you doing it this the- year if they let me <laughs> if they need a drummer <laughs> but um definitely yeah because like it, it was so it was so like i loved every single you know aspect of uh. like of you know pcn like being in band and just playing the drums uh-huh. just getting to you know be in the groove of uh-huh. things and the shout out to the power couple uh nilbert and gabby oh they're great oh Sheesh. yeah yeah like er- everyone in band music so good yeah so good everybody in band they brought it man i'm like so damn and some of these people are low-key like filipino john mayer just i was just, like yeah what yeah. the fuck I, I, yeah i remember um during our practices and then um like we were having just like a jam session right it, um during a hell week or something yeah and then like we were just all jamming and then like justin was just playing like this like riff like on and on i was just like all right i'm just like again i close my eyes i'm just like playing uh. just like a nice like you know and then we're just like yo this sounds really good and then we're just like all right let's play it for the pre-show and so we played it for um the band pre-show oh so it was just a jam yeah and then that, we, we that you turned into like a track yeah and everything? To, for the pre-show yeah damn see those are beautiful moments yeah. where like a freestyle session leads somewhere mm-hmm. i really feel it's like connecting to the source yeah on some level where yeah. like you're not you you've done the work to be a good musician but then you're not actively like thinking mm-hmm. about like what strike and yeah. like that so it's not yeah. hyper technical yeah right but then you have the underlying base foundational skills yeah. and then you're just tapping into another source of inspiration okay. and the groove like you're with each mm-hmm. other yeah. like that and the those are dope to see those are dope to see and for that to happen like you have to have you have to be in the same wavelength and Uh. to be in the same wavelength you gotta have trust Uh. so you know like trust in each other trust that you'll be in the same you know same tempos 
Same. That's another dynamic that I don't really understand because mm-hmm. I don't play in a band or anything. Interesting. Because you really play off like you know everyone. Mm. So for example, in like a normal traditional like band setting, right? Like for example, like take my my rock band back in high school. You play in with like, of course, like uh, the rhythm guitar, right? You know, they they establish like the rhythm, and then like the the bass guitar because you know your bass your bass drum, um, sometimes is or is is like in par with like. How the bass drum drummer or bass guitarist is um, playing, mm. and of course, like the lead singer. Mm. So, like, you know, everyone has to be in sync, and of course, that takes practice and practice, and just like, not just practice, but like just chem- chemistry too. Mm. Like, you know, for everything, like you gotta de- develop like some form of chemistry with like your bandmates, mm. and you know that has and that like translates to like you know. Give, giving like a spectacular performance you know like for PCN you know we were all in the same wavelength we we, I think you like we doubled like the amount of like musicians right like I remember because I heard like back then like band was like not that big yeah because yeah, now, yeah. now we yeah. have like strings there was a lot of strings yeah, yeah. the strings were amazing <laughs> this was violin and all this crazy like, what yeah. the heck is this and then we got like ukes yeah, and we yeah, got yeah, like yeah, hella yeah. guitars yeah you know yeah it's crazy full-on full-on full on band, band and then, like we you know hopefully that inspired other people to like you know join you know pcn band or you know this not uh, next next yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, okay mean, if, I'm a, i have to watch i'm gonna visit if, I'm hey, a watch. If, i mean if they need a drummer <laughs> I mean, you know where to find me the only bummer is that as a band musician you can't do any of the dances like that because they don't allow like the yeah. the stage itself uh the the venue itself does not allow you to go up and down mm. like that during the uh, i don't dance <laughs> <laughs> no i know a lot of people there are other people i know that no i know you were thinking of it no no you were yeah, thinking yeah. of joining the dance that one time and then yeah. you just can't go up and down yeah like that and i think justin wanted to yeah justin wanted to do the dance once and then he could and then the stage uh zeller zellerbach is that yeah, zellerbach, zellerbach yeah. hall said you can't go up and down from the pit and all that so I'm like, okay i have the luxury of just sitting down i know <laughs> i think that's why <laughs> like, you enjoy well, all of y'all are just dancing and like sweating i'm just like yeah just, <laughs> <laughs> do you get to watch the show where you do you get a good view um so the pit right i was on the side side like i was like on the back right uh-huh. where the show. but then I, I yeah i saw yeah yeah yeah, yeah but I'm to, to the side uh, it was great yeah PCN it's a it's a good experience and it's cool to see that PCN Filipino Cultural Night happens in hell universities yeah, yeah. right and it's become a thing it's yeah. become almost like a uh, what's that word um, it's like a ceremony it's like a rite for, of passage rite of passage <laughs> there you go for every a rite yeah, of passage yeah. for philap <laughs> students yeah. right to no, go do participate definitely in the, I was like I'm not graduating unless I <laughs> until I do PCN and I did <laughs> I think that was me too that yeah. was me too and I think that was one of my uh, like um, 
not disappointment, but many regret that I wasn't able to do it at Skyline, mm. right? I only helped with like the the script ones, mm. like that. But I just wasn't able to put in the time to do it at Skyline. It was good. It was yeah, good. I, I, thought, I watched. Yeah, good. yeah. Because Skyline, yeah. theirs is the only one Ex- of the only CCs yeah, that yeah. does and a PCN. That's a big thing. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, been yeah. going on for like ten years. Mm-hmm. Plus, yeah. it's been a minute yeah. since they've been doing it. So. Yeah. Damn, bro! Much, much like props to yeah. Skyline to be able to do that as a two-year, as a two-year, right? yeah. Because yeah. everything, every yeah. spot else, mm-hmm. four-year, they have the pipeline. Because right? you know how much money we put into, <laughs> yeah, and, and time, and time, and the capacity exactly. of people. You need a, a good amount of people to do a wide range of mm-hmm. things, marketing, and yeah, just yeah. getting people like all on the same page mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's, it's it's a challenge, but there's a lot of growth in there too, yeah. right? Yeah. And there's a drama every year. There's <laughs> drama. <laughs> I'm usually like out of the drama. At least that's what I'll say. Like when I was at uh, Cal, I did not get involved in that much drama. There's so there's some moments, but I was usually for the most part like an observer mm. of the drama and or and a mediator i was like oh mm. shit oh people are mad let me let me talk to you like and be like yeah. m- uh like kind of mediate some yeah. of the um issues going yeah. on right i mean you know we're like adults young adults and you know yeah but gotta- then there's there's also the filipino community drama you know there's another level i forgot what the the there was a phrase that we used to call it, like I forgot, but specifically the pill community stuff. The cheese miss, bro. Uh, the cheese miss is real. It's, uh, it's in our blood. <laughs> the cheese miss. The cheese miss. Chismoso, chismosa. I I want I wanted to write an article. Maybe you could do it as a fucking cheese miss is killing the Filipino American community. Uh, bro. <laughs> That's my thesis. <laughs> Because I've that's my call out to oh uh, no, that's my call in um to Berkeley to uh other spaces too, not just Berkeley though, because I've been in Phil Amp communities here in the this side, Daly City, San Francisco. Even if it's part of our culture, I know you we said that like half jokingly. It's destructive on on some level of because there's like drama that happens on Chismis rather than you actually telling people to their face or n- not in a confrontational way but like addressing it like to their face like hey this is the issue let's let's hash this out right and some of that does not happen because of Chismis right yeah but. I'll, I'll give merit is because a lot of people are young too mm. they're like you know it's it takes some time to develop the skills of um addressing things to people's face and and, right. and it's also part of like just how you know our community is it's just like or how the size of our community yes three yes, percent yes, yes yes you know and what well, do you think that that affects us n- uh, in terms of the the not addressing things or that what does the size like, do like it's like it's like a barangay you know it's like you, uh, you know you know you know people like you might on. like you know like their face or their name yeah you know and you just you just know like of people mm. you know and word just spreads man sometimes <laughs> sometimes like you hear stuff. 
and they're just like damn yeah. like they came from that like what like Sometimes they, I don't know. I don't know. Is it a good thing, a bad thing Some, with yeah, the size? No, everything, of the thing? everything, everything. Mm, like, you know, mm. good and bad. Okay, okay. You know what I'll say? Good cheese, miss, right? The, right when I got to Cal that first year, uh, the homie um, was telling people all about my podcast mm. and stuff. I was like, damn, you know yeah. about that? Like, yeah. And then th he'd be watching it at uh shout out brandon bassa like he would play it on their tv and hype me up like yeah. i don't even know yeah. him and then other people would would uh talk to me about the podcast mm. about that so there i'll say that's like the good chase miss in oh, a yeah. way right because and having For that sure. community small For like sure. and there's that connection of like oh like and this and that yeah. right and if there's if there's a need on some case and to address something or there's a need in the community you can somewhat find exactly. that support right yeah so i'll admit maybe the good sometimes comes with the bad yeah right and then it's a process to improve on yeah. it right like I, mm. yeah or like like definitely just like whatever happens to like someone in our community in the community whatever you big or small like at least it's gonna spread somehow Dude. some way you know, um, one of the homegirls, her their car was broken into, and then the community did like a secret GoFundMe, secret like Venmo mm. fundraiser to help cover the cost, mm. hundreds of bucks, yeah. like uh, to donate to mm -hmm. the homegirl whose yeah. car was broken into, yeah. right? And that was all just the pill community, the Filipino yeah. community, yeah. just doing that, yeah. right? So that's one yeah, aspect, sure. yeah. right? And I know people. Like if even if you don't know know them, mm -hmm. you're still supportive of them just because you see them in that same circle in that mm -hmm. same community like yeah. that. So that's a good part and of it too. Yeah, and that's why it's just like important to just again, like I keep on saying, just do you, just just do like when you're when you're yourself, like you track like you know the people that are like mm. that fuck with you that like are genuine. That's true. That's true. When you be your true like authentic self, and that's it, it, true and. It's crazy because, like, like, I was, like, lost at Cal. Like, like, I was, sometimes, like, I was, like, I was trying to be this person or I was trying to be this person. Like, I couldn't, like, for example, like, like, Daily City me can be Berkeley me. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, just, uh, just, like, the way, like, I act, uh. the way I talk, my personality it's like your code switching. Yes. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Why do you think? Like, like, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's just like, I just have to do it. Like, I can't, like, I have to put like on like a, a you know, professional. My, yeah. Yeah. Like a professional <laughs> persona. <laughs> I love how you were like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh. Like, like, I can't like, you know, I, like I can't be like my really really like goofy self like when I'm back at home ratchet self. That's what you mean. Like like, go <laughs> like, like <laughs> no, goofy. goofy like <laughs> like like <laughs> stupid. <laughs> like I can't be like why why do you feel you can't be like that in Berkeley? I don't I I, I don't know like I because I feel like people are watching like because uh, uh. yeah like yeah I think see I think that is. 
one of the downsides of a small community, right? For context who may not be from Berkeley, like the Filipino community at Berkeley is like 3% of the whole campus, right? And so, and that's something that people have latched on as a number. Some people who have graduated actually critique our kind of, they've called it like the obsession over that number, mm. that we're hyper aware of that number. But then there were, the effects of having a small community is that, like what you said, everybody kind of knows or is watching mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that contributes to a certain amount of social pressure to conform, yeah. to be cool, yeah. to not rock the boat in a way, not to to kind of be someone popular mm -hmm. or be accepted mm -hmm. by it's the like, group, right? Like because you're conforming. It's, yeah, you're conforming because yeah. it's mm -hmm. such a small exactly. community. That's why, to be transparent, I know people who've said they wanted to take a step back no, yeah, and just, yeah. step out of the community yeah. and not mm -hmm. participate in any mm -hmm. of the uh, Filipino orgs yeah. or even the spaces. Maybe they'll still maintain relationship with one or two select yeah. folks, yeah. but it's not For like sure. they're in the spaces, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, like this one homie, like they were like, oh yeah, like I'm not in the book. I was in the book community last year. I was like, why? Because they were like, oh, just too much. Yeah. And like, I don't want to, I was just like, oh, that's enough for me. <laughs> I don't have to go. You don't have to go further. Yeah. But definitely like the pill community, it's, it's, it's also, it's a, it's a big blessing. It's a, yeah. it's a big, it's a nice, it's a nice community. To There's have. good and the bad. Yeah, right? for sure. And, and, and not just the pill but like everywhere. Yeah. You know, yeah. like everywhere you go. Yeah. Um, It's nice to like, you know, be in spaces that look, you know, that look, like us hell yeah and to like you know share similar cultures you know yeah. and you know get to just you know hang out you know and just you know if you're in an org like you know do the work that you do and everything um and that's a really huge um privilege and you know great we're grateful thing to have um but at the same time like those things like you know but then again it's also in our culture like my parents, my family, they all cheese me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure everyone is just, and at the same time, it's just like, Ay, nako, tita. It's, just, it's just like, we can't, we can't, tito. we can't blame ourselves. I know. Like, even I, even I, you know, get all chismoso too. <laughs> like, it's, 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 I don't know. It's That's just, why I, you know, at least for me and my, my homies, we, uh, I've been trying to shift it. Like, I'm going to do a positive chismis, mm. right? Like, I'm only, mm -hmm. if I'm going to speak about someone, I'm going to only hype them up. Mm. If I don't have something good, good to uh, say, to say yeah. I ain't going to speak their name, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes what I do is, if I have a lesson learned about mm -hmm. something, I'll just say they, or like, I won't give yeah. names. I'll be like, yeah. you know, I had this issue with this one person, but I will not give any specifics. That's mm -hmm. why even on one of the uh, podcasts uh, that, that's actually coming out, um, I was talking with the homie, like one of my close friends, but even he says that he doesn't know people who've like um, done me wrong. Like mm -hmm. they don't, he doesn't know the name because I'll, I'll only like say kind of the general gist of what happened to get the lesson out of it. Mm. So I think we can shift it. I think it's our responsibility yeah. to kind of shift that shit yeah. for our culture, for yeah. the culture, yeah. where like, if you don't have something good to say about this motherfucker, if all you're doing is capping on the fool, mm -hmm. like, what are you contributing to the conversation, yeah. right? Let's let's hype people up if they're doing good, yeah. right? Let's let's see what's yeah. up. And right? that's that's their name you're talking about. That's like also like that comes like their rep. Mm, mm. Like you know? I think 
the lesson to be learned is grow up and address it to them mm-hmm. right because i think i think the 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 reason why people somewhat chismis if there's an issue is because they're not addressing it to the mm-hmm. person directly yeah. but they still want to get it out yeah. right and there's a need to express that especially yeah. if you've been wronged yeah. there's a need to get that out yeah. but then it's there's a difference between addressing the issue with the person and versus uh getting it out and trying to destroy their name mm-hmm. behind their back yeah. right and and informing like but there's also a balance of like kind of informing people if they're really like fucked up maybe there's a like hey stay away from that person yeah. you know so i don't really yeah. know there's a balance but, but then right? again like misinformation can spread easily misinformation like, can spread easy like, too you yes. tell one thing to this person and then they tell like a, a whole different thing to yeah, or you know yeah. they like leave out like details or whatever yeah, yeah. it's just like Where's the full the full yeah, story? Exactly, it's not even there. Exactly. Oh, I know some cases. I know some cases, especially <laughs> apparently of some misinformation that messed up some people. But we we see no cheese miss. You see how I stay general with that? That's how you do it. <laughs> stay general. I ain't dropping nothing. Hey, hey, let them. They do that shit. But but at the end of the day, the lesson is. Some cheesemis fucked up some people, man, in yeah. terms of like their and then later on it turned out to be false. Mm. Uh and like some retractions like that, but then just just the general vibe of this person, yeah. uh how they were viewed mm-hmm. and then how their mental health was affected yeah. too. That that's, affects that's that a, person that yeah. you're talking about, yeah. right? And how it gets mis interpreted Mm -hmm. because of the telephone game yeah right maybe it's not your intention to spread Mm misinformation but it gets messed up yeah right exactly so that's that's an issue Mm -hmm. right and like but i still love the filipino community community. i love the motherfuckers uh, up in there Uh, like a lot of the folks and i still am trying to maintain relationships and grow them right and when you find like your genuine authentic space Uh, in that community like you know you're your OGs, like it's. I think the reason why. Oh, here I love it so much, and I've gotten a lot out of specific relationships and spaces that I can be hypercritical of it because I love it so much that I want it to live up to the standards that I believe it can live up to because of how it's blessed me so much, right? I want I want people to be able to engage in it and get the good out of it and minimize the bad, mm. right? That's why I feel invested in uh, trying to critique it and point out uh, with intentionality of what is not going well with mm-hmm. it. Right with that space, right? Yeah. Because it's because honestly, that that space is w- what I intentionally joined. Like when I went to Cal, oh, no, yeah, when I sure. first went, I was like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna join the Filipino yeah, community, yeah, yeah. and I'm a yeah. contribute, and I'm gonna find ways to participate. Yeah. And that's the only space that I was like, yo, I'm, I have to do it, mm-hmm. even if I'm just here two years, yeah, right. And you know, it's it's got its ups and downs, right? Yeah. I just I just think if we add in that lesson of learning how to um not necessarily confront but like be direct oh that's a better word be direct with people if Mm -hmm. there are issues yeah you know that's better yeah right because there were some there was like maybe two-ish moments where 
I learned that some people had concerns or criticisms about me, mm. but they didn't tell me directly. Direct, yeah. Like they had, they were like addressing it with someone else, and mm. then that person would talk to me. But then it was never like mad. No yeah, one yeah. was like mad, mad yeah, like yeah. that. But it was like, oh, you had that criticism of me. Why don't we talk about it yeah. like that one on one? But they they didn't. So I was like, ah, but. I think I also wanted to give grace because you know,、uh, at least for me as a transfer who's older, also I got years on people, right?、Mm-hmm. And it's、uh, I've been told that's also kind of intimidating. I somewhat have an intimidating.、Um, Uh, like I take space in somewhat of an intimidating way because I talk loud and laugh loud and stuff like that. So、mm-hmm. maybe so I w- I would give grace、mm-hmm. that、uh, maybe they just didn't、uh, have that skill to like come at me and be、mm-hmm. direct with me too. You、yeah. know. So you know that's learning lessons, yeah. right? Yeah. And I guess it also made me kind of be more aware of like how I'm presenting myself. Right to to、mm. kind of be more open in a way, or to to actively say to people, "Hey, let let me know if there's anything、yeah. to、uh, invite the criticism,、mm-hmm. if that makes sense." Yeah. Right. And it's 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 all a process, right?、Yeah. But I vibe with you about how sometimes I can't be my daily city self over there. You know, there's a different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know who I love? That's why I love Abby. That's、oh, why I hey, love Westmore. Pe- Westmore. That's why I love. We went to like, like elementary school together. Oh, really? Middle school. Abby? Shout out Abby. Shout out Abby because <laughs> she's one of the folks that when I'm around her, I'm like, oh, you, you yourself. Yeah, she's. You your yeah, you、sure. your full、for、self,、sure. no, and、yeah. I love that.、Yeah. Like that's how I'm. I feel、mm-hmm. with Catalina.、Mm-hmm. Like them, the with their ratchetness, <laughs> like the good, like this authentic yeah, yeah. ratchet. Yeah, that's them. Yeah, right. It's like, not like a like, a front ratchet. They're themselves.、Right? They're themselves.、And、I respect that so much.、I、fucking、yeah. love that. And I wish I could be like like them. Like just <laughs> be myself.、Uh. Like you know, but I'm. So- Hopefully, <laughs> when I come back, <laughs> a whole new me. <laughs> right when I step on campus, <laughs> hey, spring semester, you got five months, baby. Exactly. Maximize that <laughs> shit, right?、Uh, hey, leave your mark. That's the only way to mark. live, man. <laughs> oh, leave your mark. Oh, I just got that. <laughs> I didn't even realize that pun was not on purpose. Damn.、Uh, I wish. Damn. I'm disappointed in myself that I didn't think of that pun earlier. <laughs> But. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, hopefully, you know, it's、yeah. also like,、um, you know, it's like it's gonna, it's gonna probably not gonna take like when I get right there, but、yeah. like, you know. Question: Where do you feel your most authentic self? Oh, at home, the transfer trap house. <laughs> transfer <laughs> so trap for context,、uh, <laughs> um, I live in a <laughs> I live in a four four person apartment.、Uh, um, so three tra- three transfers from transfer weekend. Shout out my homeboy Carl, Carl. my homeboy、um, Josh, Felix, Josh Felix, and then we have and then there's me and then there's one traditional、uh, Ryan. Ryan, like I love going home to 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 my house. Like, I used to just like you know study on you know on campus, but like I just want to go home like after after end you know like a long day of like daily cal stuff or pass whatever school. I want to go home、uh, and then they're all there. I'm just like yo like and it feels good. It feels good. Uh, uh, like we all vibe, we all sync. Yeah,、uh, 
like you know it's uh, like you don't you don't feel like you're holding anything back yeah like uh, like that's where i'm myself interesting but then once you get out of that <laughs> you feel like that social pressure yeah or like that you're being watched oh, yeah like uh, i can't i gotta be like a little more reserved a little more like, i gotta conform i gotta yeah. like this like this is some real shit like like i'm i'm serious like like i can't like it, it's it's hard and i've had this conversation with a few folks but yeah. like it's 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 still hard for me to like be my f- true full self you unless know? you're at home unless I'm at home like <laughs> I, when I'm at home like 100% like cause cause they they accept me for yeah, who I am without yeah. any any judgment yeah and, yeah and yeah. that's why like you know they're, they're my homies you that's know? important to have man and it, it yeah like and it it goes you know like it, like it goes a long way yeah you, you know? know a lesson that I learned and I've been trying to live by more now is being aware of how i feel and what comes out when i'm around certain people Mm. right like for example in this case if you're at home and you feel like your authentic self coming out like i have some homies that i feel like i'm not judging myself when i'm around them i'm just like ah whatever i'm just telling whatever (laughs) joke whatever thought comes in my head and that that what they bring out of me Mm. right is an indicator of who they are to me who how Mm. of i want to surround themselves uh if i want to surround myself with them right versus i know other people who when i'm around them I feel judged or I feel like I gotta mm. um, act a certain way for some reason like either if they have critical tendencies yeah. like yeah. like just the way that I feel I gotta prove myself no, right yeah. and honestly I, I did that sometimes at Cal like there, there are times where I'm around this person like I wanna prove myself yeah. some, for some reason for some reason it's, yeah. it, that's brought out because mm-hmm. of who they are and how they interact mm-hmm. with me and then I would try to do that right like fit in, you know you wanna be part of the community especially as a new transfer mm-hmm. with no social network yet yeah. like you're still trying to build and get to know people right and then I was thinking it's like why am I doing that? Why am I trying to like be accepted by this person if I feel that that kind of need to conform, right? Let me go to these other people where I don't feel like I have exactly. to to fucking like be uh, yeah. something, right? It's, it's just like it's exhausting. Hanging out. Like when you're trying it's to exhausting. prove yourself to people. Yes, yes, yes. The one thing I learned in like my 22 year, and I'm still learning. I'm still trying to you know fully grasp it, but like. You know, you can't please everyone, man. Can't please everyone. <laughs> you know, you can you can't please everyone, you know. It, it is what it is, but yeah. you can only please yourself with some Kleenex. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Okay, go back, go back, go back to your point. <laughs> but you can please like the people that you fuck with yeah, and that, yeah. that you know that you know that understand you yeah, and that, yeah. that are there for you. Yeah. You know. You can't please everyone. Then that's an important realization. Even man. if they look like you. Oh. <laughs> Shots. That's some wisdom. That's a good qualifier. Right? There's another saying not all skin folk are your kin folk. Mm. Right? Right? Not just because they look like you doesn't mean that you have to please them yeah. or, and to be. Yeah. And, to, and, and that's okay. That's okay. Like, you don't have to please everyone. That's okay, you know? man. Yeah, it's perfectly fun. Dude, I mean, it's good to hear from you, like, but 
you're 22 you say like you still you're so young bro i just learned that shit maybe when i was 27 <laughs> it's not right like but like you come across these lessons yeah at, over uh the years mm-hmm. and at least for me i feel like i have to revisit them mm. like i feel i learn it sometimes yeah. and then I, I go back into a certain pattern then i relearn it yeah. like oh yeah that's a good principle yeah. to live by yeah. right and I think there's these constant... It's almost like the older I get, the more I see the wisdom in cliches, mm. right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, these lessons that everybody says it, it, yeah. again and again. Yeah. And then I'm like, just be yourself. Surround yourself with good people. And, uh, this is right? true. Yeah, and like, there's some real shit this, to yeah, it. Real shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, sometimes I feel like, what the fuck? Why did I not listen mm-hmm. to that before? But that's okay too. Yeah. Right. It's okay to also mess up and have to relearn yeah. lessons. Yeah. And you reflect from and it. You reflect yeah, and, and you learn from exactly. it. Exactly. And hopefully you kind of share and teach others. Yeah. And then that slowly shifts the culture. Mm-hmm. Right. That slowly um, gets more people on the same wavelength, like you mm-hmm. said. Right. Like we're all we're playing the same song. Mm-hmm. Right. We're all in the same groove. Yeah. But you know, God accept. Not everyone's playing the same song. They're in different genres, yeah. right? Maybe their genre is Chismis. Uh, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say like... Some <laughs> oh, their genre they're playing like... metal, right? Maybe yeah, they're, yeah, while yeah. you're in the R&B groove. Yeah. And it's okay. Let yeah. them play their music, yeah, right? For sure. Right? Let them be on their yeah. vibe, but know that you're, you're in this genre. Yeah. You're in this kind of different energy and yeah. vibe. Right, it's good. It's good. I'm glad to hear, bro. Uh, yeah. You got your reflectiveness. No, de- definitely. I'll, yeah, be always, always in a state of reflection. Mm. Always, no matter what. Do you have your second piece for us in terms of reflection? A little spoken word poem. Uh, yeah. You said you got you got a second piece. Yeah, I got a second. Okay, yeah. let's get the second piece. I'd like to hear this, and then we. I and then I got some. Um, reflective questions to ask you actually so this was like again during cc um you haven't written anything while you were at berkeley i have (laughs) come on come on share those bro share those those are the good ones i know those are the good ones (laughs) broadcast it to everyone listening fam come on Uh, maybe I'll do that loud. Yeah, okay, cool, cool, cool. Let's go into this one. Damn it, Creek. <laughs> yeah, boy. I know that one's going to be good. <laughs> so, the- <laughs> I am a head out. <laughs> My. <laughs> so, don't worry, we're not broadcasting this on the internet. <laughs> so, so, the second one from CC, very like my old one. Um, yeah, just like, just for funsies, yeah. you know. Um, it's called like sweet somethings. Sweet somethings. Okay. Yeah. It's about a girl. Ah, uh, girl. Yeah, girl. Girl. All right. How do I approach you? Your beauty, I pursue. It's true. I have no clue how to woo. I mean, what's new? <laughs> I gotta get through such a daunting task. Relax. Cut me some slack. I don't do this often. I try to act hard, but reality, I'm soft and vulnerable. <laughs> no such thing as being comfortable uh. but my mouth has to move get in that groove got a lot to prove hoping that you'd reciprocate uh. let me be your date if the stars say yes then i gotta thank fate just you wait i got all the right traits to be a great mate 
just as the magic eight ball, we're in this for the long haul. Uh, But as I recall, this order's tall. Hope time would stall so I can get to know you. Do what I gotta do because at the end of the day, here's what I've been wanting to say. Bonjour, ça va. Your response. Bonjour, ça va bien. Et toi? Without ever saying adieu. Uh. I took French in, in high school. <laughs> so that's the only thing I remember in French class. <laughs> Don't ask okay, me to translate. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> you know what? This just brought me to a flashback because um, you you were talking about how you wrote that SCC, right? I remember uh, fall 2018 when we had like our first... Um, uh like uh, community events and stuff i think we had like our first uh filipino party um uh um i think it was in the back of uh angelica's spot um and then we were in like circles ch- chilling and talking and then you were talking to you were sharing your love story about um you were getting into simp mode of like your previous uh relationship and things like that do you remember that night false Fall sem- my your first, first, my first semester year. and then there was like a, we were go, go, a bunch of the transfers came through that was the first time we were drinking do you remember that you don't like whose spot was it uh in the backyard of angelica's uh, backyard <laughs> no you don't remember in the apartment it's like and then there was a pool in the back but where it's overlooking and then that's the night when um i think you don't uh I forgot the tall dude got hella drunk. And then... Carl? No, 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 no. Oh. no. Like a four-year. I oh. forgot. Uh, mm-hmm. um, and then... But you don't remember. Anyway, you... I remember the vibe because it was mellow. And then everybody was kind of talking about love, relationships. And then you've had a few drinks also. And then you start going into uh, your previous relationship before um, before Cal. And then it was kind of getting reflective and kind of sad, but also deep and all that stuff. You don't remember that? I don't remember that, but <laughs> <laughs> but I I know that I get pretty like simp. I'm a simpy. Yeah, bro. I, get that pretty I was right about to say. I think that's why we vibe too, because no, yeah. we're both simpy boys. I'm such a sad bro. boy. Yeah, such a simpy shit. And then like like if you think he's simpy, like with these poems, you should see. <laughs> His finster. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. I think I think because people say it's like because it's my uh my Pisces moon apparently. Oh. Like I'm like I'm always sad. Oh. I'm, I'm a Cancer moon. Oh, you're that's sad too. Yeah, I'm sad. So that's why I feel we vibe too because yeah, I understand just so like <laughs> we feel things pretty yeah. deep. And I think honestly, it was one of my like. I would in like I would quote it like my weakness slash like insecurity, uh. but now I think of it as like my strength, cause uh. reflecting, like, like feeling emotions just, or just like feeling something is something that's like important uh. and that we should all, you know, embrace. Mm. It's like we should embrace all our emotions, cause that's coming from us, mm. you know. Um, like that inside out movie (laughs) (laughs) real shit that was a sadness is always there sadness Uh is always pressing the button exactly it's a good movie but like it's 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 okay to be sad Mm. it's okay you know because that's how you feel 
And you have to embrace that. Mm. Embrace how you feel in, in the moment. Mm. And you don't fight your, what you're feeling, what you're currently feeling. Because before, I would always fight. Like, I, I know I'm a sad boy. Like, and I, I would always <laughs> fight not to be a sad boy. Uh. Like, at night, I would always fight not to be sad. Uh. You know, even though I, like, go on my Spotify playlist and play all the simpy music. <laughs> but at the same time, it's just like, that's how you're feeling. Yeah. And you have to embrace it. And that's what makes us human. Yeah. To, to feel, to, to emote, mm. to show emotion. And, you know, that's what's great about, you know, the, us as human beings, we feel. I think a, uh, a complication as simpy boys is that as dudes, we're kind of socialized and expected not to be simpy boys. No, yeah. Right? Like, not to necessarily feel those emotions or be sad. There's a little uh, level of, at least the way I was raised, the uh, hyper-masculinity to be like, don't be fucking yeah, sad, right. boy. Yeah, don't cry. Don't cry. Yeah. Or, like, fuck them yeah. bitches, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, hey, just get another hole, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. though that kind of paradigm, yeah. right? Um Especially, as I think at least for me, especially if it's sadness because of a girl, mm. right? There's there's a certain level of like, yo, contain that, yeah, right. And uh, what? And it's not acknowledging, yeah, what you actually feel, right? Like what you were saying. Yeah. I really love what you said about like, hey, those are part of being human, mm -hmm. and that's part. That's what you are, yeah. right? That's what you are feeling. And mm -hmm. if you deny it, you're basically denying yourself. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And like, uh, going off of that, like, you know, like, don't cry, right? You know, wakangumiyak, right? Mm. Um, you know, and it's, it, yeah, like, you know, in, in high, middle school, high school, like, like I, I hardly cried because like, you know, I had that mentality, like, just don't cry, don't show emotion. And then and if I was close to crying, I was like fighting, you know, I was fighting not to let the tears go down. Mm, like, mm. you know, you can clearly see my eyes are getting watery, but no, no tears falling down. Mm. And you know, it wasn't until like, you know, CC and like, you know, Cal, like that's when I'm just like, just let it out. Because mm. it, it, it helps. It helps just letting things out by crying or talking. It really does help. You know who I actually appreciate and respect uh, that I've seen cry is Manung Rod. Because he would sometimes be teaching mm. and he would go into specific stories, whether it's about his mom or uh, a personal story uh, connected to certain lessons, right? Even if he's like a city council member now, um, if, if there is something that he's really digging deep to express and mm. brings about that emotion, he'll let the tears go. Yeah. He'll still continue talking yeah. and yeah. Uh, finish his point and continue the lesson, yeah. but he's not like holding yeah. it in or yeah. nothing. And I really appreciated seeing that, especially mm -hmm. in class. Yeah. Sometimes, because, you know, there's a certain expectation. Some teachers will be like, no, I can't show that, yeah. right? Because they're the teacher, right? Mm -hmm. But then him being in that position and letting himself be authentic, yeah. I, I vividly yeah. remember seeing that a yeah. few times. Because we're, we're, we're crying and we're showing emotion. Like, like when you're specifically when you're crying it shows like passion it shows like how much like you fuck with that like thing or person mm. and it just shows how much of an impact that person place or whatever mm. has made an impact on you mm. and and that's why you're crying because like if they left or whatever happened to them or something you mm. know it just shows the impact 
mm. of that person, place, or thing. Uh, I actually, before, made a Tumblr once called Things That Made Me Cry because <laughs> I really believe in that principle that things that make you cry is kind of an indicator of what's important to you. Exactly, yeah. Because I, like, vividly... There are times when I'm in the Philippines that I would cry because of the situation of some of the youth that uh, I'm I'm visiting and seeing. And it made me realize that I really hold importance to the youth and education and those who do not have access to the same privileges that I've been born into, right? And also, another thing that makes me cry is my Lola, mm. right? When I, there were times where I would break down just thinking of her situation in terms of health mm -hmm. or finances to care for her or even just her, once she, she passed, right? Just thinking of like, what to do to do things in honor for her and think or even sometimes the sad parts like the regret right i'll cry if i was thinking of like fuck i didn't visit her when i could have mm. right and i really believe in that idea of acknowledging what moves you and sometimes that is to tears because that is an indicator uh and almost a forced self-reflection mm. of what is important to you yeah. Right, and I think we gotta acknowledge that more, mm -hmm. and let the tears flow, bro. Yeah, exactly. Right, just like let it out. Just let it out, bro. Let it's let okay. It You're still a man. Exactly. <laughs> You're still a man if you cry. Yeah, bro. and and it's it's crazy because like, you know, with of course with masculinity, like masculinity, like no crying, you know, gotta be tough and yeah. everything, but. Yeah. Like so, crying. You're a man, even though you cry. Like you're still a man if you cry. Yeah. You're still a man if you know you're not. You know the most. You know, rugged looking, whatever. Yeah. Like, it's. I've I've learned what it means to be like. A man, like, you know, through like experiences. Uh. Yeah. Because again, like I had like the typical traditional Filipino, you know, wakang umiyak. You know, <laughs> like you know, be. You got, you know, be you got to be strong and yeah, everything. Yeah. But it's okay to be vulnerable. Yeah, as a man. Yeah. See, I think there are healthy aspects of masculinity that we should embrace, and there are also the unhealthy ones that we should kind of improve on, mm -hmm. right? And I think it's important that we continue having these discussions, and also like have these discussions with uh, our parents. And like intergenerationally, that's the tough part. That's, that's oh. the tough Whew, part. Yeah, that's gonna be the tough part. But uh, at least for me, I'm at that point where I've been able to start having those discussions, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like even with my brother, my pops, things like that, that are somewhat like hopefully breaking those intergenerational mm -hmm. uh, bad habits, mm -hmm. right? Whether that's with the crying or things like that yeah. or cheating, things yeah. like that. So, and there is different. It's not going to be the same for everybody. There's maybe from family to family, it's different, mm -hmm. right? But then at least um, there, there's opportunities to do that. And that should be a goal, yeah. right? To bridge those yeah. gaps yeah. like across generations yeah. too. And definitely when you do want like a family in the future, if you want kids, like definitely like, you know, your experiences when you were growing up, you know, you, you pass it on and yes. like, you know, you let them, you know, experience the things that, that you didn't want you you don't want them to experience that you experience when 
you yes, were younger. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Like improve on it. Yeah, improve yeah. on it. Like for sure. Like if I do ever have a family and kids, like I'm, a, I'm gonna be like a different, you know, uh, parent. You know, I think you'll have a, a family. I think I see you having kids at thirty. <laughs> Why'd you read my mind? <laughs> That's so scary. <laughs> Eight years. Hey, we might have kids at the same time because I'm gonna have kids when I'm like thirty-five. Mm. And yeah, then, so you'll be thir- 35, 36. Because my mom had me when she was like 30. Oh, yeah? yeah? Yeah. I think my mom and dad had me when I was 30, when they were 35 yeah. Also. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mind reader. <too. laughs> I was like, don't say 30. Because <laughs> I feel it from your energy. You that you that you, you on the younger side, 30. <laughs> yeah. I want to do do as much as possible. Yeah, yeah, before yeah. I settle yeah. down. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Cool. So um, now uh, coming to the end, I like asking this question: um, What are three pieces of advice that you would give? Oh wait, no, 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 no. Before we close it, since we're on the acknowledgement side and reflection side, can we have that third piece? <gasps> That third piece to share before we go into the reflection, because I think that can spur a little bit more questions. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just setting the stage, man. I'm allowing people to express themselves. And I really feel that we vibe on the, on the simp vibes. So that's why I feel... Uh, we're on the same wavelength. I think that's why we vibe with Josh. Yeah, <laughs> he's, a, he's a sad boy too. Josh is a sad boy. I know he's in the Philippines as of right now. I, I don't know. I hung sad out with boy. Him. I think simp boy. Simp boy. We're simp, simp boys. Yeah. Not necessarily sad all the time, right? Yeah. But yeah. simp boys, right? <laughs> I, I hung out with him in the Philippines. How Super was that? Fun. Fun? It was really fun. What do y'all do? Um, so I I took a Grab, right? The Uber, the Southeast Asian version of Uber, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 Grab, and then to to Quezon City. Yeah. I, was, I, was in Manila, in? I was in San Paolo. San Paolo. Yeah, where my dad's from. And then, so it was like, I haven't that far. And then um, we were supposed to go to a bar, but that bar closed. And he was like, okay, we'll just like go to like an SM, like Chinoma or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we like, like walked a little bit and then we got, we got a taxi. He got a taxi. Oh, it's funny. I met him at Trinoma too. He told like, me, yeah, yeah, ago. yeah. He's like, oh, this is where I saw Kuya Chris. <laughs> And then, and then we went to Chinoma and then we um we chilled and then um the homegirl Beya also from Cal she was like oh like I'm in I'm in Makati like we should all like like all like drink yeah and I hang out I'm like oh yeah sure so like he was like oh have you written have you um um written the MRT the Bart their Bart the yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and I was like no I was like oh yeah so apparently it's really like um. Uh, packed when it's yeah. like rush hour, but yeah. good thing it wasn't packed. Oh yeah, it wasn't because yeah. it was like the day before New Year's, so it's like the thirty first. Oh, or yeah, the thirty first. Yeah, and then it was really it was really empty. So oh. like air condition. Oh, I got my surprise. MRT is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, when it's not rush yeah, hour. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's right. I've been in a rush yeah. hour, bro. You're like sardines. <laughs> yeah, and then he showed me like it was like a thirty minute ride. Like show me like all these places. And they're like, oh, this is where you know Creek Chris is from and everything. Oh, really? Bus, you passing? Bus, passing? Yeah, passing. Y'all pass yeah. my yeah, passing. Yeah, yeah. Dope, dope. And then we um we stopped at um, SM Makati, uh. and so we went to like. That's all connected, like yeah. SMK, Glorietta, one, yeah. two, three, four, five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we went up. We met up with like um, Bea, where and her Kuya. Um, was it Glorietta of like four? Uh, Glorietta. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, okay. And then like we just like drank. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. Well, was this 
This is the first time you've been since 2014, you said? 2014, yeah. Uh, how is it? What's your experience going back? How do you view the Philippines? <laughs> uh, I was only there for two weeks. So the first yeah. week I was in the province, um, Laguna. My mom's from Santa Cruz, Laguna, which is the capital. Um, it was fun. Like, I, I mean, I, I've lived in Santa Cruz, like, you know, for a year. And, like, I was born there. So, man, it, it changed a lot. Mm. Like, I remember, like, I was a kid. There was like one Jollibee, right? One McDonald's and one mall. 2014, you know, same thing. Those three. And then like a little more, a little more stores. When I come back, they got a Bonchon. <laughs> they bon got yep. hella boba places. Yeah. They got all these. They got another big mall. And I was like, yo, like the commercialization, like it's crazy. Yeah, like, yeah. I just came back and it's just like a. It's, it just exploded yeah yep. with yep. all yep. these American restaurants yep. and yep. everything and then all these like local rest restaurants are like serving like pasta like <laughs> American food yep yep and I'm just like yo like this is crazy like is this the Santa Cruz Laguna that I'm used to like no like it's different now uh, uh. it's crazy and then I was just like yo like I was I was content with just like the the K, the McDonald's and they have a KFC now too. <laughs> I was content with just a Jollibee McDonald's in the mall back then, and now they have everything. I'm just like, yo, this is so this is overwhelming. And I was just like, you gotta embrace change. I was yeah, like, all yeah. right. I mean, if it brings, if it brings like you know happiness to people and money or joy, then real talk. Let's go to Jollibee after this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> but. Yeah, so um, I was there for the first week, and then I hung out with like my, my, my bean sons, my cousins. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You still got a lot of family there. Yeah, oh. for uh, for my mom's side. Yeah. Mm. Um, so they're they're all like you know grown up now. Like we're all like you know they all have jobs, so I couldn't really like hang out with them all the time because mm. um, they're all busy. Are they older than you? Same also, age, same like age. uh, roughly like you know two years older, two years yeah, younger, yeah, yeah. Or something like that. But they're all like you know they all have jobs. Yeah. And everything all busy, so I was just like at home all the time doing nothing getting by, bitten by mosquitoes <laughs> and just eating a lot yeah the yeah. food is oh, good right it, and oh my god i had so many like san miguel's red horses <laughs> red you know horse. they have a big bottle of yep, red, the horse, red horse like yeah the quark. one liter yeah or one liter <laughs> that's crazy for like 82 pesos which is like a dollar and something yeah that's crazy <laughs> That was my diet. Like, hella rice, hella food, all that, hella beer. <laughs> hella. <laughs> Sounds healthy, bro. And yeah. <laughs> and then, so the second week, that's when I went to Manila. It's uh. at a whole new ball game. Uh. Manila is crazy. Uh. Super fast paced. Yeah. The traffic, or oh, the driving is just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. People don't yield. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just go. There's like hella motorcycles. Yeah. It's, 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 it was scary. It was yeah. like, I was like, oh, okay. Like, I was like, but the drivers know what they're doing. Yep, yep, <laughs> and yep. the honking is a is a is a requirement yeah, to drive. Yeah, you gotta yeah. honk. It's just like saying, "Hey, I'm here." Exactly. Yep, yep. Um, but it was just the hustle and bustle, and just like it's crazy. Like you know, the high rise buildings, yeah, and on a, below that, it's just rainy. It's know. a little too packed for me. Too, yeah, Manila is too packed yeah. for me. even if I grew up there, mm -hmm. and that's like my home, like yeah. Basig. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd rather live like in Ilocos or something yeah. like yeah. go a little farther yeah like I don't get me wrong like I, I I do love like city life like I love like and I went to like um like Fort Bonifacio like mm. 
BGC. Yeah. Yeah. I went to like all these malls and everything, but I'm just like, yo, like I love I love the province. Yeah, I love the quiet man. the quietness yeah. of the province. Yeah, the malls uh, just get too much. Too much. Like I don't get how people all love these it. all these <laughs> like I remember in um in 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 Glorietta, they had like the louis v's the gucci's out there and the the people were just flexing it was, Dude. Hey, the philippines it's like flex ca- like <laughs> flex capital bro. bro they got everything was everyone was everyone <laughs> at least had like two brands in them <laughs> like their shoes of course their bags their shirt and then you also have the different levels of flex like because you have the old titas exactly. right with that then you have the youngins yeah. with the supreme like everybody like all, yeah like all the kids had the the shoulder bags yeah and then they had like they're all branded and stuff yeah. i was like yo like so it's people crazy. rocking off-white there yeah <laughs> and like balenciagas and like like yeezys i'm like sure like <laughs> i only got bands on and like <laughs> you know it's just it's, it's like it's crazy like how they're so influenced by western yes. culture and again i don't blame them you know it's yeah. it's part of the yeah. colonial yeah. history exactly. right like, and the you know. uh, eventual neo-colonial commercialization mm-hmm. right yeah. and consumerism i say it's a caricature of western consumerism mm. that is taken to another level in the philippines with the with the malls yeah with the amount of malls and the brands there are brands there that are thriving that would die, die here in the here. u.s yeah. like all uh, the the krispy creams mm-hmm. like the struggle they even had before mm-hmm. the house brand of target mossimo they used to have a full a full on store oh, no there. Way. Yeah, like a full on like just their own store, their mm-hmm. own mm-hmm. like brand mm-hmm. being sold there. It's just because mm-hmm. there's a glorification of American brands. Oh, they got Burger they, King too. They got Burger King. <laughs> they got Burger King. Too. They got everything there. <laughs> like it's it's almost become a it's not almost it's become a business mm-hmm. to bring mm-hmm. foreign brands into the philippines yeah. because of the instant market capture that they're yeah. able to get because of how much the locals have been conditioned to mm-hmm. want exactly. western yeah. and american yeah. um brands yeah. like even popeyes yeah. popped off there yeah. because uh, they just oh it's american like yeah that. Right. Yeah, and like, like it's crazy. Like, cause Manila's big, right? And like, of course, like Makati, that's like the financial district. It's crazy. And then yeah. you have like uh, BGC, which is like Taguig and everything. And and it's crazy because like each sector of Manila is different. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like New York or something, but yeah. it's just like it's different. Yeah, like of course, like Tondo is like yeah. you know, and yeah. then you know, Sampaloc is different. Like yeah. everything is different, and yeah. it's crazy. Like you really see the difference. Yeah, like when you go on that on that highway and you see the high rise buildings, you're just like, oh, yep. Yep, yep, it's yep, different. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> and that's why I just love the simplicity of like the province life. Uh, uh. The quiet, like you know, the and, quiet. Um, and the the fresher air, bro. Oh yeah, the fresher, fresher air. air. Oh my god. I go outside. Yep. But like in 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 Manila, like um, you know, we're in San Paulo, like, where my dad's from. Like that, it's just so like they have like it's so loud yeah. it's so loud like and, and, and back back in laguna just so quiet yeah, yeah like no one like there's no noise by like 8 p.m yeah, yeah. i'm just like what the? <laughs> but oh so like new year's right i yeah. spent new year's in, in laguna oh, that's fun there was a there was a hurricane there was a typhoon oh really it was a it was a signal number two really? so it was like flooding oh really new year's <laughs> so you didn't get to see any fireworks no not new year's just kidding um um christmas christmas, christmas. Yeah, christmas. Oh, okay yeah. christmas so usually the kids 
kids are outside like you know caroling yeah and stuff but not that time <laughs> it was oh my god i was, was like flooding. i was low-key scared because it was like <laughs> rising i was like oh are we gonna be okay <laughs> like everyone just chilled i was like it didn't oh. go into the house no 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 it was yeah. just the the main street the main street it was <laughs> flooded though but, the, but you do you do you spend new year's there also i spend new year's at manila oh so it you got to see all fireworks, the fireworks yeah everywhere, crazy right? and then crazy. like people they're not scared they're just like boom like just it's <laughs> do you get to drive around after and see all the trash <laughs> oh no there is, pretty, there's yeah, yeah there's hell after like yeah. but i think they've gotten better at cleaning up yeah uh recently but yeah it's a trip man yeah, i'm glad to, it was nice it was a nice two week uh, a lot of food a lot of beer a lot of <laughs> a lot of um self-reflection yeah i don't know being in a different country got you all in a state of like constant reflection i don't know what it is but it's just like because you're, you're out of the system you're out of the they, yeah just like how we say out mm. of the berkeley bubble mm. come in here to daily mm. city and you get some kind of insight yeah yeah definitely traveling to another spot even home is another like reflection mm-hmm. and on some weird uh, energy shit i really feel i'm a different energy when i'm in the philippines mm-hmm. especially when i'm in the province yeah. like i feel rooted i mm-hmm. feel more like myself yeah in a way i mean like i'm still myself here and yeah, all yeah. that stuff but there's another energy that mm. i'm tapping into whether yeah. it's the nature whether it's just like some ancestral shit yeah like it's it's different being there yeah uh and i definitely get more of self-reflective but also you know just generally traveling yeah because you see that the things that you've considered norms and mm-hmm. this is the way of life mm-hmm. is not the mm-hmm. only way of life, mm-hmm. right? I think that was for me a big hit when I visited uh, Vietnam. Mm. I was like, oh, there's completely different orient first physical orientations of buildings because they have a more a vertical French style of just how people are sitting or eating like they'll sit you like low on those small chairs or sit you with different people um on a different table right versus western like big table so there's definitely differences and you it challenges your um notions of normality or Mm -hmm. this is how it's supposed to be Mm -hmm. right and then i guess it makes you reflect that like hmm then where do I want to situate myself in mm-hmm. then? Like, and how have I normalized certain ways of living? Mm-hmm. And what do I, what's actually what I want to do? You know, it mm-hmm. makes you think in that way. Yeah. Right. So I do think traveling is good. Yeah. Hopefully right. you do it more when I graduate. Ah. <laughs> hey, the summer. Yeah. The, yeah. There's a summer trip that's open right now to the Philippines. They're taking applications. It's like those exposure trips oh, okay. to visit different communities and things oh. like that um kabataan alliance shout out mm. um and i think it's really good for a lot of phil amps to do that because you know it's good to also have time in family time uh but then it's also good to kind of see different different places in the philippines without the lens of vacationing mm. you know mm-hmm. like or without even the lens of family mm-hmm. sometimes right mm-hmm. so i always encourage folks to do like those trips and stuff yeah. uh but in transition could we have that little <laughs> poem now that we've set the all right. stage all right <laughs> i hate you <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> yeah i think this is like if not like one of the only poems i wrote at cal because again busy busy right oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah you don't have time to write unless 
It's for the Daily Cow. Is <laughs> it <laughs> for the Daily Cow? <laughs> or Unless you're on deadline. Yeah, or you're writing class. a paper for a class. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, it has no title. And I just, yeah, this is just one, of, one thing I wrote. But yeah, I hope y'all like it. And it's, it's like, a, the theme is like time. Uh. Yeah. Horas. <laughs> I wish we had more time. Time spent not counting the days, but the time we'll spend together till we age. I wish we had more time. Time spent just to talk or go to places we won't be able to walk. I wish we had more time. Time to just mess around and dance, not think about when is going to be our last chance. I wish we had more time. Time to disagree with, with each other and fight so we can show one another how we're able to make things right. Uh. I wish we had more time. Time so I can still hold you tight. A bond lasting from weeks, months, years, days, and nights. I wish we. I wish I had more time. Even I knew time was few. Every day spent with you, I learned something new. I wish we had more time, so there was. So there will be no goodbye and days in which we cry. I wish we had more time for when the day comes and you have to go. Remember us, and your heart will know. Uh, time snaps to that. Hey. You only have... I wish you had more time as a transfer. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. Do you want to share anything about that piece? <laughs> Reflection or like... Do you like... Uh, at least for the process of... Is it therapeutic for you to write this stuff out? Yeah. 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 Um, again, like it's... What I learned was like... You, you can't bottle things up. Mm. You, you just got to like either say it or talk to someone or write mm. or, you know, whatever... You need to let it out. Mm. Cry. <laughs> I think we talked before and you mentioned that one of your outlets is really just with your homies like talking things out. No, yeah, yeah. for sure. Like yeah. I shout out to the trap house. I just <laughs> literally like they're they're my safe they're my they're my rocks. They're like uh, my safe haven. Uh, so uh. I literally can tell them anything. And your rave buddies. <laughs> I'm like retired until February <laughs> until or something. Febru- what, what's in February? I don't know. <laughs> like Galantis or something. Uh, how about Coachella, bro? If I can get week one, because <laughs> week week two is PCN oh, and Cal Day. Oh, so that's why most people are going week one. Oh, but it's I sold see. out. It's sold out. So you yeah, can only yeah. find resellers. Yeah, and that's expensive. Yeah. Interesting. We'll okay, okay, okay. Because I was thinking week two, but okay. I was too either. But yeah, PCN, yeah. I was like, oh. but bro, the lineup for R and B. Bro, this is Simpfest, mm-hmm. bro. They have everyone. They have everyone. And then they even have Rex Orange County. Yeah, I think. they got yeah. Dude, like... Uh, Dude, the lineup is stacked. It's stacked. It's stacked. <laughs> it's stacked. At least for hip-hop and R&B, yeah. it's, a, it's a good selection, mm-hmm. right? Um, so uh, I haven't uh, been back in years. 2017, I was... I might, I was, I might yeah. try to go... Um, but cool thanks for sharing I appreciate thanks for giving all the insights from the transfer life academics journalism um, back to the Philippines um, reflecting on all this uh, the question that I like to ask is what are three pieces of advice that you would give to your younger self and Please. it can be younger self but also like maybe someone younger going through similar aspects or if they if they see themselves in you mm-hmm. right like if there's another simp boy out there mm-hmm. right what would you give uh three pieces of advice um so damn i feel like i'm all oh, like 22 dosey dose you've been through a lot <laughs> um so from my 22 years of living <laughs> 
One is, I truly believe that everything happens for a reason, uh. for better or for worse. Um, you know, life happens, man. Like, you know, um, for better or worse, like just shit happens. It, it, you know, like if one thing doesn't go your way, it's not the end of the world. Maybe it's it's meant to be like that because for you to learn something, mm. you know, for you to take in like a lesson or something. And if something goes right, then like, you know, there's also a lesson to that. Like there's always something to learn from your experiences and like um, literally don't with this, with it's, it's still my first advice. Mm. It's like still like, you know, don't sweat on stuff you can't control. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'm still learning that. Um, it's 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 been a struggle, but mm. truly, like, you know, life has something in store for you. Mm. Yeah, and mm. sometimes you just gotta be patient. Mm. And again, as with the theme of cliches, like, like it just takes time. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So that's like all number one. One, one, one. <laughs> so two. Um, these are all cliches. Just you know, be your authentic self. Try, try, try to be. Yeah, try to like, be. Yeah, be is like a, like it's hard, but like try, because mm. you'll only attract people that genuinely care about you mm. for your authentic self. Mm. You know, people that want to be in your presence for who you are, for your you know, your not so good traits, for your good traits, and you know, for everything in between. And those are the people worth like keeping like forever <laughs> yeah like after after college or whatever um because they're the ones there for you like they're the ones and especially the ones that have been with you when you're at your lowest mm, mm-hmm. you know because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. when you're in your highest when you're on the top of the ladder then that's when you take you take them with you because mm, mm-hmm. they were there with you when you were at your lowest mm, and mm. no one and if you didn't believe in yourself they did mm. And that's the people you gotta keep. Mm. Um, and third, okay. Third is don't take life too seriously. <laughs> too yeah. I maybe I think I I got it from my dad for sure. My mom's on my mom's on the more serious side, <laughs> but my dad, I owe a lot to my dad for being who i am today because uh. as hardworking as he is and as like serious that he gets you know as like the breadwinner as the dad like he knows when to have fun when to like let things loose when uh. to like crack jokes uh. when uh-huh. to be goofy uh-huh. i got like my silliness my goofiness from him uh. uh-huh. my, my like my tendency to just like laugh at everything or to smile like i got it from him mm. like life is already too serious like so much shit is going on you're like you already know like shit's shit's going on like in the world and your personal lives like in your own bubble whatever like shit's just like going on so that's why like don't take life seriously serious all the all the time there's mm-hmm. a time when to be serious of course and but it's also time when you can just like let loose and just have fun and like mm-hmm. you know just ride the wave like not everything has to be serious mm-hmm. you can you can crack jokes you can be goofy and then again it ties with the first one that's and people that that fuck with you will like you know will appreciate that or like will like accept you for who you are yeah yeah yeah. you know 
so that's like that's like my biggest thing just like and i i i just thought of this because like someone told me that like um uh last semester they're just like you know what i appreciate about you is just that like you know you know when to you know you don't take things like serious all the time and that's Mm -hmm. a good thing Mm -hmm. and like if there's one thing i'm proud of is is that because like i feel like and again with the cliches like laughter is like one of the best medicines man it is it is man a good laugh after a hard day of work or school whatever like it is it's like it's so like you know therapeutic Uh like and there's a science behind like the end and whatever endorphins yeah 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 like you know just smiling and laughing and just being goofy yeah Yeah. and it's also a great way to be in communion with others exactly sharing laughs man that's another level of um, you'll never forget that memory Yeah, yeah 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 So I guess those are my three, you know, advice for word them. word. It was okay. The last one was don't, don't take things too seriously. The, yeah. Second one was try to be your authentic self. Yeah. And first is everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for better or worse. For a reason. For a reason. <laughs> cool. Thank you, adding Mark Escobar. Thank you so much. How can people get in touch with you? Um. <laughs> so. There's my Instagram. <laughs> Insta? Or oh, Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> Marcus Cabar 7. M A R C E S C O B A R 7. Um, and there's my Twitter. <laughs> MJ, MJ Escobar, M J E S C O um, B A R 7. And then there's also my Daily Cal like, um, mm, archive, mm-hmm, or pro, uh, mm-hmm. you know, where my, my stuff All your is. articles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's. Um, so if you, <laughs> there's like a link but like if there's like a like if you go on a daily cal there's like a search um bar and just put like mark escobar and then yeah cool but there's also a link to that what's your and middle, there's my linkedin <laughs> it's on your, my linkedin too what's your middle name j what's the j oh no 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 so mark joseph is my full full first name there and then go. odehar is my middle name odehar yeah my uh, lolos so uh, mark joseph odehar escobar yeah i was uh, named after my lolo and my dad because my Lolo is Marcelo. Ah. So Mark, right? And then Ho- Joseph, my dad, is Jose. Jose ah. Ahmed. So yeah. you're really an MJ. MJ. They're like, I'll call you, I'm going to call you MJ. And I was like, okay, no one ever does. <laughs> no one ever does. Yeah. The amount of times I've heard, oh, I'm going to call you MJ. And that they haven't. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be rich by now. <laughs> MJ. Yeah, you don't look like an MJ. MJ. I'm the goat, Mark Michael <laughs> Jordan. <laughs> okay. Yeah. MJ. It's okay. No one no one ever calls me like Mark Joseph too. Uh, so. Cool. Do you have any uh shout outs? Oh yeah. I, I shouted out I shouted them out before, but I'll do it again. But uh, uh yeah, shout out to the Transfer Trap House. Transfer Trap House. Uh, yeah. Um shout out to the Pam, Kuya Chris. <laughs> um yeah, I love the Pam. Delta Hustlers. Delta Hustlers. Um Shout out to my parents. Ah, uh, Nana Tata. Yeah, shout out to my fam and visit the them more. Uh, I should. <laughs> um, shout out to like the Westmore um, Skyline homies. Y'all know uh, who you are. Westmore. And of course, shout out to like the Berkeley homies. Y'all, mm. y'all know who you are. Um, shout out to the 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 past the past um staff past staff thirty five. Mm. Um, transfers. Shout out to the transfers. Damn, lots lots of shout out Rod. Mm. A lot, man. For sure. Thanks yeah. for coming Thank on, you. brother. Yeah. Let's go get some Jollibee. <laughs> Thank you, Priya. <laughs> hey. 
And that's the podcast. Thanks for listening, y'all. Please rate and subscribe on iTunes. Leave a review. Type one up what you think about it. Please follow on Spotify and tell a friend about the podcast. Tell a tita, tito, ate, cuya, your pinsan. Also tell folks who are not Filipino, right? Because, you know, you got to share the culture. Show that this culture, we, us, as people, our stories are worth listening to. All right, and teach a friend how to listen to a podcast. So let's get this going. Thanks, y'all. Salamat. Peace.